Welcome to the Raptors Show on the Sports Radio Network, brought to you by Campbell's new Chunky Spicy Soup. It's time to get fired up. Make sure you find the Raptors Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe. Please rate and review the program. I'm your host, Wayne Blue. Once again, Blake Murphy. Hope you're enjoying. How many days are you going to spend on the beach, man? You know, you got to you gotta take care of yourself, buddy. But seriously, I, I hope he is recharging. He's resting. Yep. He's studying. He's probably watching spring training. Yeah, you know getting I mean? ready for the Jays, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So in the meantime, we continue to have a rotating cast of friends, co-hosts, S back for second day in a row. Day two. How you feeling, man? What was the reception after day one? Good, man. A lot of people were happy with it, you yeah. know? Happy that I was uh, be going to be able to kind of do this and uh-huh. talk on this show, talk with you, you know, vibe out a little bit. Yeah, it was you, cool. You already cast me up yesterday, you know? I was just... You want me to get uh, no, 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 not, not, not every day, not every day. Don't worry. But, uh, no, I appreciate you. No, it's good, you. man. It's, it's been a lot of fun yeah. to do this. Yeah. It has been. And and we were able to, after the show, I say, catch a ride uh, with you to go down to see Raptors Mavericks. Yes. And, um... I mean, the Mavericks got some true hoopers on their team. Man. <laughs> that was my big takeaway was <laughs> Luca and Kyrie, man. Um, yeah, okay, give me your thoughts. So I did the reaction podcast. Raptors lose last night, 136 to 125 against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, what did you see overall from the game? Man, I mean, just getting to the game, uh, the atmosphere there for Luca's birthday was just in, like wild to yeah. see the fans. Like, There's I mean, a you lot saw of it pre-game too. Fans. It was an yeah. insane amount of like a lot I think of Mavericks you, jerseys. You said it in the React podcast, but like, there's levels to the fame totally. of superstardom, and yeah. Luca and Kyrie are just at a different tier mm-hmm. when it comes to just you know the attention that they get. I uh, saw a grown fifty year old man wear long leggings, <laughs> shorts. A, a jersey headband, the whole uh, the whole attire, uh, the hat. You saw that guy right <laughs> yeah, too. He yeah, was like yeah, standing yeah. behind us, yeah, yeah. And, and and with a cape. Yes, all Mavericks gear. Yeah, all there for Luca. It's incredible. Yeah, and he was like, at least fifty. I was <laughs> yeah, no, he was he was an older dude. Yeah, yeah. like I, I feels like he could have stand another player in his lifetime before that. Like he could have been like a Magic stand, a Dirk fan, and then he yeah. transitioned to a Luca fan or whatever. Yeah. Um. No, it was it was crazy, and I I got stuck in the tunnel when Luca was leaving after his warm ups, uh, mm. and so. Everybody there was asking for jerseys, and he literally went and signed every single jersey. That's Everybody nice. was screaming, "Happy birthday, Luca! Happy birthday!" And yeah. like, I, it's cool to see that side of him, right? Because yeah, sure, I think some people like can be hot or cold on Luca for the most part. Because I mean, it depends on him. Sometimes he's very temperamental, and he complains about calls, yeah. and he looks miserable playing. And other times, he looks like what he did last night, which was I'm just, incredible. I'm yeah. going to try to do stuff that you know, is going to entertain. And ultimately, yeah. it's, an, it's it's an entertainment product. And he's at that level where he's so good, where he's like, I can just go and make a highlight for you guys. Yeah. Because I'm also going to beat you too. And it wasn't you know? even like the best Luka game. Like, oh. it, it, he missed threes. He was, he's been cooking from three yeah. all year. One um, of eight last night. The Raptors really yeah. should have capitalized on that. Except he still had a 30-point triple-double. <laughs> <laughs> 16 assists, and it felt like, well, he had like seven or eight of those assists in the first quarter. He was doing it just basically off of creating advantages. Guys are digging into all of the drives, sending tons of help. The Raptors, I think, for the most part, stayed really aggressive to start the game. Mm -hmm. And then once that aggression kind of went away in the second half, it was just easy pickings for Luka to take care. It's incredible. I mean, he had three and ones last night. He also, every time he turned the corner and... That that one on Ochai where he bit on the pump fake and then he just let it fly, like... Luca was like, I'm going to take a step back, long two, fade away, with a foot on the line. Yeah. 
And Ochai's like, nope, I can't let you have that. I'm actually going to foul you. And he still made the shot through the bump. It's, it's incredible. Um, yeah, I just felt like anytime he was able to turn the corner, it was either a lob or some sort of and one for Luka. He's also so strong as well. He doesn't, I don't know. I mean, what did you, what did you make of the Raptors' overall approach guarding him? Yeah, it was always going to be a tough task, right? And we we talked about this yesterday before the game. It was just like, what is the identity of this team when it comes to guarding stars like that? Mm-hmm. Just because they don't have that stopper now. Like, for a very long time, it was, okay, we're going to just, uh, OG Ananobi is the band-aid to all these situations. We're just going to throw him onto yep. the main guy. True. And now there isn't that main guy. Uh, Scotty took the assignment to start the game. Mm-hmm. But again, they threw tons of help at him. They were sending a lot of just, like, especially on drives. If they were, if there was a pick and roll, they were immediately sending two, forcing him to pass the ball. Um, and I think that worked for the most part. But then you saw P.J. Washington, who poured in 23 points. Because... Yeah, that was such – that was BS, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. P.J. Washington, he had not been How like that. How many threes did he have? He had five threes he had, last five night. threes, yeah. 23 points. Um, P.J. Washington – Best game as a Maverick, by the way, so far. So <sighs> I'm sick of this, man. Look, okay, 23 against the Raptors last night, right? 11 against the Cavs. Yep. Two against the Pacers. 12 <laughs> against the Suns three against the Spurs, nine against the Wizards, and so on and so forth. Right. Last time he played, I mean, this was, last time he played the Raptors, he was a member of the Hornet, but he still, he was six points. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Either Thanks, way, I, like, it, it's <laughs> just, it's so hard to game plan for the Mavericks when, sure. you know, they're staggering Luka and Kyrie's minutes, and so you have to deal with one behemoth and Luka, and then your game plan completely changes when you're trying to guard Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And with Kyrie, it's like, the approach is completely different. You can't really... You can send help, but he's going to be able to evade and use his quickness and just, yeah. like, yo-yo his way through the basket mm-hmm. to the basket. Um, that's what makes him so tough. And yeah. I think moving forward, like, how the Raptors are able to approach guarding these heliocentric, crazy scoring types mm. is going to be the name of the game defensively. Uh, I thought their starters still did pretty well on the defensive end. Like, the, yeah. like. Yeah, ish, yeah. ish, right? Yeah, as good as you can do. Relatively, yes, yes yeah. relatively for sure. Second um, unit for sure was not guarding, though. That's what I wanted to bring up mostly. Okay. I think the second unit was the biggest problem from last night's game just because in that first quarter, Raptors were up, and then Daniel Gafford kind of came into the game. Raptors bench subbed in, yeah. and Gafford just ate, like destroyed yeah. at second-chance points. Push, push inside. Bags, rolls to the right. basket, yeah, yeah. And physicality. Kelly Olenek, I think he had zero rebounds yesterday. <laughs> and it's just it, it's tough to yeah. to have that type of situation. I, I know Bruce Brown kind of made up for it with eight himself, but I, I think you need that physicality. <laughs> Did he make up for it? I, that, that's another Raptors conversation. Raptors Twitter has found a new person. Yes, yes. another person to, to Bruce, blame for all the problems. You and your cowboy hats right now are yeah. on trial. Let's yeah. get let's get Lindsey back on. Let's get, let's get the cow, cowboy hats vibes back going. I don't know if they want to do that cowboy segment today. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think that's going to be a big issue, second unit. Because the first unit has, the starters have figured out something defensively in terms of what they're trying to achieve. Right. They're not going to be able to achieve it every night. Mm-hmm. But with the second unit... There's so much of a lack of size, and that creates issues in itself when you're facing bigs like Daniel Gafford, when you're facing bigs like, I don't know, even with the Hawks game, like Clint Capella is going to be an issue, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's going to be something moving forward that you got to watch and how, yeah, how they approach that. I, I think, you know, um, they're asking Scott to do a lot for that second unit mm-hmm. because, you know, in terms of who's supposed to be rebounding for that group, I mean, Kelly can do a better job than getting zero rebounds, of course. But, you know, Kelly's 32, and he's never been, like, the most athletic guy. He's not on the court for that. Yeah. So what they really need is for the other guys to, like, 
you know, clean up Scotty in particular. Um, Bruce. Grady, Bruce, yeah. those kind of guys. Ochai in a bit. But the thing is, they're also doing a really good job of the second unit of playing in transition. So you also see a lot of times where guys are a little eager to leak out, things like that. There's got to be a collective effort, especially against bigger bodies like that. And, of course, you know, last time they played the Mavs, they didn't even have Daniel Gafford or P.J. Washington. Like, yep. the Raptors actually beat the Mavs this year. So it's yep. not like it's impossible to beat them. But, you know, uh, there are going to be these matchups that I think are going to be Interesting. I think for the second unit for the Mavs, too, I think, you know, the Raptors' second unit has been really good, and we talked about that earlier, about how, you know, there's like a, you know, they just come in and move the ball really well. Have they a have their own mentality. identity, right? Like yeah, they, they got their own thing, yeah. right? But they couldn't get their own thing off yesterday. Yeah. And I think for me, it was the Mavericks did a really good job of switching a lot of off-ball actions or just zoning up on, you know, the other side, and, and they just did a really good job of taking away – a lot of, you know, the actions involving Grady and Kelly and those plays that um, we've highlighted the last couple of days. Having said that, though, I also feel like, okay, that's fine if you want to, like, um, you know, switch a lot or, or, or zone up a lot of all the weak side actions. But how about then you just put Grady screening on the ball and right. create more advantages there? And I think that a couple times when Grady did screen for the ball. They had success. They had yeah. success. I just don't know why they didn't do more of it. So what did you make of the offensive execution for the second unit last night? Yeah, I think I... I Completely agree with the zoning up aspect. Um, just the fact that they were able to take away some of those off-ball actions, especially with Grady. And the Mavs um, did a good job communicating, too. Like, they were, they were yeah. actually pretty diligent defensively, which is not typically what you would say with Dallas. Yeah, I agree. I think that second unit for Dallas has actually improved post-trade deadline. Mm -hmm. Like, with PJ and, like, they're throwing PJ in there more. They didn't play Maxi Kluber last night, but he actually yeah. plays really great defense for them, too. Mm -hmm. um, and just their size in general makes it a little bit tougher. Also, this is something that's going to happen as teams start to get used to the whole... Um, high post actions with Jacob or Kelly mm -hmm. making those passes to cutters. It's like, why not just give space? Like, Kelly can space the floor a little bit and yeah. make that shot, but you might want to live with that over getting back cut to death like the Pacers did. For and sure. so some of these guys, you know, Gafford is giving him space or P.J. Washington is giving Jacob space, and that makes it a little bit more difficult to get those cutting actions going. Mm -hmm. What's the counter? How are you going to be able to, yeah. I guess, find something else offensively that works? And that's a wrinkle that the identity of that second unit has to work through. I wanted to ask you about something else. Go ahead. The margin of error for this game felt so much smaller than any other game they've played. Talent-wise, obviously, the Mavericks were the most talented team they faced post-All-Star break. No disrespect to the Pacers. I, I think mean, the Pacers no, they're are, more talented. They're working things out. The Mavericks yeah. are like... They could, if all things go well, make a really deep run in the playoffs type of thing. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, they got Luka. They, yeah, honestly, exactly. Luka single-handedly yeah. can do a lot of things. We've seen it already. Yeah. Question for you is, when that margin of error is so small for a redevelop, you know, developing team, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, how are you? How much more important are those little mistakes? The turnovers oh. in the third quarter, the missed free throws, the missed layup in transition, et cetera, et cetera. How much more important does that become? Yeah, I think that's when the game got away from the Raptors. I, I would say the first half, they played okay. Um, I think defensively, they were not unlucky, but I think at the same time, they were, like you mentioned, forcing the ball out of Lucas' hands. Didn't help that Tim Hardaway Jr. got so hot from three. Yeah, Clearly, he's a really good shooter, but like sometimes he's hit or miss. He was really, really hot for them last Streaky night. Streaky guy, yeah. Uh, at least in the first half. P.J. Washington was knocking a whole bunch of threes, and then Gafford. I feel like those guys actually sustained a lot of Dallas's momentum in the first half when Kyrie was mostly manageable, and then Ky and then Luka was passing. Second half, um, not only did Luka step into another gear, I think Kyrie took it into another gear. Again, these guys are vets. They know like how to you know do that and how to time Pace it. Of the course. game and all that. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, and, and they're so talented. They know, like, when to sort of hit the go button. But yeah. I think what didn't help the Raptors case was just they made a lot of mistakes. Third quarter, fourth quarter, just a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, 
Grady caught that pass in the corner and two guys closed out on him and he decided to throw like an overhead one-handed right. pass and he hooked it into his own backcourt, right? That was silly, right? Emmanuel quickly inbounding the ball to RJ. RJ wasn't looking and it goes straight to Luca. Yeah. There's nothing other than just... Yeah, uh, that transition pass from Scotty to IQ and yeah. IQ fumbles it. Like there's... Even the the transition opportunity, Scotty pushes it up the floor, finds Bruce Brown, yeah. and then the he just smoked that layup. He man. blew the layup. Like, <laughs> he just smoked. It was a point blank layup, um, and and it was a good play. There was another play where Scotty dribbled it up and tried to push the pace, and Luca was there, and Scotty ate the bump from Luca, but yep. he lost the dribble, and that happens a couple times for Scotty. Like he will sometimes lose the dribble when he's dribbling that fast and it's a little high and, and Luca didn't even swipe it. He just ate the bump and then the ball came free and he, he stole the ball. Yeah. Uh, Yak got his fourth foul early in the third quarter as well. Just reaching in on Luca at the three point line. Mm -hmm. Not only is that a bad foul, but that's his fourth foul. So he had to go to the bench a little bit too. So I think all those little things, all those little mistakes, you know, you think back of like, okay, Gary with the steal, he's on the fast break. And it's like, Oh, we know how this is going to go. We know how that story goes. Yeah. So those things like, yeah, when you're talking about being in a game with a team that's better than you, you have to actually ace those details. Yeah. And the Raptors just made way too many of those mistakes. I mean, whatever. Luca could have, like, again, I think he could have pushed it to a higher level even and matched whatever the Raptors are going to offer. But I think just way too many self-inflicted errors. What did you make of their second half? Because they did, they did adjust speaking to their defense for their second unit. Yeah, I, I think, you know, in that second half, instead of having Kelly in with the second unit, they swapped it and have had Yakubi with that second unit. So just mm -hmm. to provide a little bit more size right. with Daniel Gafford. And I think they actually achieved what they wanted to in terms of closing out possessions, getting the rebound, mm -hmm. getting out and running. And now you can still sort of emulate that same style offensively that they can run with Kelly, except with Yakub and the high post making plays and whatnot. The, the one thing that, you know, kind of keeps coming up here is that those mistakes kind of built up in that third quarter, mm -hmm. and it gave Luca and Kyrie just a little bit of uh, daylight to be able to take this game over. Oh, yeah. And they they took advantage of that. Um, I mean, they fully followed and controlled the whole game. Yeah. The it, two of them both. I mean, it's just it's just absurd, man. The Kyrie, the, you can't, the fact that you can't predict anything Kyrie does offensively yeah. is just, and it's not out of control. It's all, like, somehow he's practiced every single shot, but... Yeah, he's, he's on the ball. He gets yeah. off the ball, too. So so yeah. with Luka and Kyrie, it's yeah. like they play two completely different styles. Luka mm -hmm. plays at like 0 0.25 speed, right? Yeah. He plays as if he's 45 years old playing He plays basketball. like bumper cars. Yeah. He's like the best Joe Ingles you've ever seen. Yes, he's he, Joe Ingles is a good comp. I'm you not know? even kidding. It's not even Ingles a disrespectful thing, you know? He just plays like Joe Ingles if Joe Ingles was Michael Jordan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, with that, that's a whole new bag of tricks that you got to deal with. And then with Kyrie, it's this, you know, he plays like a yo-yo or a slinky, whatever you want to call it, any kind of like bouncing object. He just keeps going back and forth. He's trying to find these angles. He's incredible at getting to the rim and finishing. And so, obviously, he has the three-point shot and everything that he can do to create. It's such a tough task. And when you look at this Raptors team, it's funny because you mentioned the the Mavs game, you know, in November and how they they dominated that game. Yeah. They dominated because of size, right? They oh, were yeah, the bigger, yeah. better team. And now they also didn't have Lively for that one, yeah. which really did help because Lively was that's another everything. aspect to this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Lively. Uh, there were a couple goaltending calls that he had, yeah. um, and he could have had like eight blocks in this game if that those didn't count. You know, he, for a guy who's a true seven footer, he gets off his feet remarkably fast. Yeah. 
which is always a good combination for being a People shopper. got mad at me. I said this online, but he looks like he reminds me of Tyson Chandler. Like he has that, yeah, like he fine, yeah. bounce, you know, kind of like even yeah. the way he hangs on the rim kind of reminds me of Dallas Mavericks, okay. Tyson Chandler. All I right. don't know, man. Le- right. Let me know, Raptors show. Let me know how y'all feel about that. <laughs> because, you know, it's fine. I mean, everybody always wants to compare like players that they already knew like yes. within our organization. You know yeah. What I mean? So it's, it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's I like when OG it. was here, we we're like, I don't know. Next Kawhi. I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't man. know about that. I don't know. Man, yeah. but the, you know, it's funny you bring up OG because that's sort of the type of guy they're missing on this team. Oh, and, totally, and like, yeah. and it's they're okay. Him you, and precious. you gotta, yeah, you gotta <laughs> find that. But the size difference is something that's so drastic. Now mm-hmm. you see a team that was going vision six, nine in November and trying to develop, you know, figure out this whole size and length aspect. Yeah. And now it's like Vision 6-3 with these guys trying to figure out how they can kind of cobble up defense to be able to keep their offense going. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a completely different program. It's a completely different situation. And I'm just interested to see how Darko is going to be able to approach this defensively. Well, philosophy-wise, Darko and Nick are pretty opposite, I think, on on most things. And and one of the things for Nick was, like, if you can't guard, you can't get on the floor. You can't play. Yeah. Yeah, right? And... A lot of coaches are like that. It's not just Nick. Um, but I think for Darko, he's taking this different approach where it's like, we want to make sure you can play on offense, you know, like run, you know, a server role in the system, know how to pass and whatever. And then we'll try to teach you defense. And actually, he talked about that earlier practice just now. So I'll run this clip. But it was actually really interesting hearing him discuss the second unit in particular while they're struggling and why he actually doesn't mind that they're struggling. So that second that you, you mentioned scoring 125 uh the other end um that second unit when you have grady uh ochai and uh who am i missing bruce like you know those those guys are physical but they're not necessarily big guys like early on the wing uh how can that group get itself to like good defensively or acceptable defensively because they don't have that sort of bump right. that you had at the beginning of the season. Um, so you, you can take a look at it with two different angles. Do we come up with coverages to t- try to protect them or we actually expose them and make them uh, become better? Yeah. You know, and I'm, uh, I'm more leaning now that I want to expose yeah. those guys as much as possible, you know. Um, you know, I, I think that Grady started the season uh, he was the guy that everybody's yeah. going at. I think that he's holding his ground pretty well right now, and I think he can continue getting better at that aspect, you know. Everything that, that, that we do, that I do, is uh, uh, thinking about playoffs and preparation and for this year and for the future. And once, once the playoff games come, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. And you got to be able at least to guard your position if you're not capable of guarding multiple positions, you know. So I think uh, right now for us is uh, is really getting enough information what those guys can do and areas where they need to, to improve and get better. So I want to push that player development, individual development ahead of yeah. necessarily schemes that are going to cover for some uh, limitations we have. All right, As, what do you think of this idea that Darko is letting the team almost get cooked, but as a learning experience. It's, it makes sense in theory because sometimes it can be good to expose players to things that they're not necessarily used to. We talk about this with guys like Scotty Barnes, you know, throwing him into a more ball handling role, getting him to be point Scotty, whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it, like giving him the usage, the touches he needs to develop and figure things out. He's going to have to see different coverages, all that. 
it sort of applies on the defensive end too. Okay. In the sense that you have to figure out how you're going to be able to guard these guys. And that's sort of what we've been we've been talking about right now in terms of like Luca and Kyrie. It's like mm-hmm. how are they going to solve this puzzle of defending these type of players? And so from that perspective, from a developmental perspective, it makes sense. But at the same time, maybe there are ways to like we said about that margin of error. Mm-hmm. You can close that gap a little bit by maybe just enhancing some of the things that can happen. An example for this, the Miami Heat, Mm -hmm. Duncan Robinson isn't the greatest defender in the world, but the Miami Heat use a zone defense whenever Mm -hmm. he subs into the game. And they have Bam as that backline defender that kind of navigates everything else. They had guys like Kyle and Jimmy out out there, and Kyle's not there anymore. But, you know, for the most part, that's how they insulated Duncan Robinson so that they could use him Mm -hmm. offensively. That's just one way to do something like that. I'm not saying they have to go to a zone mm-hmm. when the bench comes in, but it's an idea. And it, it maybe it's something that you can use to not only, you know, expose. I don't think expose is the right word here, but to try to enhance that second unit defensively. Yeah. And then you can mix in exposing them to different looks developmentally on the yeah. defensive end, if that makes sense. This is what wins and lessons looks like yeah. from a practical standpoint from yeah. coaching, right? You win, fantastic. You lose, it's a lesson. <laughs> you get cooked, it's a lesson. Can't blame the coach. Can't blame the player. It's a lesson. Yes. So that's that's a great mentality. It is a great mentality. We, we have also, a bad show. It wasn't a bad show. It was a lesson. Oh, uh, we were developing <laughs> S and Will. That's yeah, what exactly. we were doing. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, I, I I get it. Like I, to a certain degree, yes. I, I want these guys to 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 learn and grow. Some of those guys. I mean, like, come on. The second unit, Bruce and Kelly. They're they're vets in this league. Yeah. They don't need to grow and develop. Scotty's already played. At a, on a successful defensive team before. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying he has no more development to go defensively, but, you know, I'm not looking at it that way. It's really just like Grady and Ochai. And, and Ochai has already come in the league with the reputation of being a stopper as well. Yeah. So it it's really just Grady. It's just Grady. It's just really. And that's why right? I brought the Duncan so, Robinson example up yeah, because it's like, hey, if you, want yeah. to, if you want to find a way to insulate one single player, mm-hmm. a zone makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think the Raptors can find ways to be effective with a zone in that second unit. I also sure. am curious yeah. to see if they end up doing the Jakob Kelly swap more often now. Just I don't for size. really want them to. No, like, okay, fair. Just the thing, like, I think a lot of it is contingent on, I think Kelly's spacing the floor for, at the stretch five yeah. was kind of brought in to, to give Scotty more reps with a, a stretch five. So I don't necessarily want them to change the rotation really significantly to sort of plug that gap in particular. I don't, honestly, I wouldn't mind sometimes where it's like Kelly and, mm-hmm. um, and Jakob are on the floor at the same time, but we have never seen that look yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really, you know, banking on that one. Because it's interesting because it wasn't just that they brought in uh, Jakob. They also brought in Quickly as well. Yeah. And Quickly and Jakob brought this extra dimension. And almost felt like, in a way, Darko was like, okay, we're down 10. Lucas hit the bench. Maybe we'll just put our best combo on the floor. And, and our best combo last night was Quickly. Yeah. And 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 Jakob, the other guy who was really good was was um, RJ as well, and 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 I don't know the RJ shooting numbers are just getting funnier and funnier. <laughs> Last nine games for RJ Barrett as a Raptor. Last nine games, he is shooting forty seven percent from three on right. like almost four attempts per game, which Pretty is good. awesome. That's Pretty a good. great mark for him, forty seven percent. Great mark for anybody, really. Yeah. From the foul line, where he's shooting about five a game. 51%. How Explain is he shooting four me. percentage points better on free throws than I on threes? Have no idea. Like also, it's not something. You can, like, ask about, right? Hey, RJ, why are you missing your free throws? Isn't a good question to ask, sure, you know? Yeah. And and I, I I also wonder, I don't know, is it like a Toronto Raptors curse or something? Because he was perfectly fine when he went to the, when he was in the Knicks yeah. for, like, the last two years. 
soon as he put on a Raptors jersey, especially because the Raptors struggle from the free throw line as a mm. team for the most part. Um, I don't know. Like, what what do you think it is when it comes to free throws? It's like a Bruce Bowen thing. You know? uh, yeah, it, it's a it's an odd one. Um, yeah. So you mentioned last. So as a rookie, he shot sixty one percent from the foul line. Yeah. Um, but then since then, he shot seventy five percent, seventy one percent, seventy four percent. And then this past season with the Knicks, he was at 83%. Yeah. So the fact that he's shooting below 60 from a uh, free throw uh, as a Raptor, and then also in the last nine games, particularly shooting 40, uh, or 51%, I, I think that it's a little concerning to me that he'll miss both. Uh, and he did lot, last a, a, night too, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think there are certain guys, like Yaka, for example, the one-handed foul shots, like I always feel like the first one, he's a little short, and then he adjusts, and then he shoots a little longer, and he makes it. Mm-hmm. But there's like a, somewhat of a consistency there. I feel like RJ sometimes he's just like all or nothing, and that's a little scary. I don't really know what it is. I mean, it's yeah. a free throw. Like, just, you know, he's not a terrible shooter across the board. I mean, right. I wouldn't say he's a reliable shooter, but like sometimes, I mean, he's shooting 47% from three in the same stretch. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't what's know. The, what's the equation there in terms? Because, you know, usually people say a good yeah. free throw shooter turns into a good three point shooter, yeah. vice versa. That's not, I mean, at least in this stretch, it's not what's happening. Um, um, Raptors, by the way, 29th in free throw percentage this season. So, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I 75%. Mean, who, and also, like, who do we have shooting the free throws for us, right? It was Pascal who yep. could be a little inconsistent. OG was going through some struggles, too. Yeah. OG was really going through some struggles. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, people always like to blend the Noah board. I mean, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> cool. I mean, I guess. Yeah, sure. But uh, I don't think that that's the reason. Yeah, no, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's the reason either. I, I okay. The other, I think it's just statistical randomness, but it is kind of funny to look at. It's also it's weird, not funny, really. It's, it's also part of that margin, right? Because if they make their free throws last night. Yeah, they missed 10 in an 11-point loss. Yeah, it's it's a close game in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, and maybe things shake out differently. The other thing, by the way, yep. it's like this team, its identity has changed so much mm-hmm. so that, you know, we've, we've got to gotten used to a defensive-minded team that tries to cobble up offense enough to yeah. win. It's the flip now. now. It's, it's the reverse. The, it's the complete opposite now. It's it's a team that's offensively dominant, but is just trying to cobble up defense enough to, to get them in the game. Yeah, I mean, Last I would night say was offensively pretty... fluid. Sure. Dominant is, sure, is a sure. little strong for this team. I mean, like, Fair the enough. Mavs, that's offensively dominant. Yes. You know, but, yeah, here, I hear you. Offensively competent? Can we, can totally. we get... Totally. More than competent. Yeah. They're, they're, they actually have an identity. They flow, they, you know, but, yeah. Defensively, they could still use some more work. The other tough. side of this is... Quickly is still awesome. He looks great, man. That was a great game for him yesterday. And, you know, post-All-Star break, he's been so much more comfortable. Talked about it in the recap last night, too. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that they are using him more off-ball. And people will get mad at this comp. Again, it's not a comp. But some of the off-ball stuff that he does reminds me of Fred in the sense that he's Mm -hmm. relocating into space. If the ball is in the post, he's kind of shipped. yeah, he's shaking and kind of really getting... good at running to the ball now. Yes. Right. So Scotty's in the post or RJ's in the post. He runs to the ball. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. drifting to the corner. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, he had that shot last night. That was really excellent. Really timely too. Yeah. I think some of that stuff is just, it bends the defense in a way where this team desperately needs his off ball shooting. Mm-hmm. And that's why Grady is so important too, because Grady sure. provides yeah. that similar element off of the bench. And so those two guys are being used as screeners off of the ball, guys who can kind of, yeah. especially in transition, be these threats to relocate. And when you have the rim pressure of a Scotty, when you have the rim pressure of an RJ, those guys can get inside. And then once the defense kind of collapses in, you got IQ, you got Grady to make the yeah. pay. 
It's I, I hey, really like the way our they're team using makes a IQ. lot of sense offensively now. Yeah. Just you got to figure out what is what they're doing defensively. And honestly, they've shown some good moments. We talked about it yesterday as well, but yeah. yesterday was a bad moment. Um, before we go to the break, time now for the spicy stat of the day, brought to you by New Chunky Spicy Soup. Are you ready to get fired up? So last night we saw Luca here in Toronto. Yeah, he drops thirty points in a triple double, despite being double teamed and blitzed all night. Regular night for him, honestly. Yep. Uh, he <laughs> only shot one of eight from three, but again, he had thirty points. That actually brought his scoring average down on yes. the season. Luca is leading the league in scoring at 34.4 points per game. And yet he's not even top two for uh, MVP voting right. just yet. He's he's actually three yeah. uh, behind Jokic and Shea. And honestly, the Jokic and Shea cases are quite solid as well. But just to put that in perspective, Luca scoring 34.4 points per game. Only four MVP winners in the history of basketball have scored more than Luca has this year. Right? Mm -hmm. It's Wilt. In 1960, he averaged 37.6. <laughs> Michael Jordan in 88 when he averaged 35. That's the one that Anthony Edwards keeps saying. He's like, yeah, I'm like Jordan in 88. I'm like, I don't know, man. 35 is 35. 35 is tough. And, and that's error adjusted 35. Um, Kareem in 72 was at 34.8. And Bob McAdoo, all right. Mark Stein. Shout out Bob to Mark Stein's Bob McAdoo. <laughs> yeah, for the Braves back in 75, averaged 34.5 points. Lucas had 34.4 points, and he may not win MVP this year. Yeah. That's how tough the race is. Uh, by the way, he's also averaging nine rebounds with 10 assists. So. It's such a tough MVP race. And Dude, I, what else does he have to do? If he's, if he's doing all this and he's still not like... It's just the record. It, and I know it's crazy because the Mavs Dude, we're have talking about like We're talking about like five or six wins right now, man. Yeah. But that's... that. I mean, look, if you look at Shea and Luke and Jokic's numbers, their mm -hmm. advanced numbers too. Yep. I mean, Shea is like a 30... Five and five or thirty-seven and seven guy. He's leading the league in assists. Jokic just had a stretch where he averaged pretty much twenty, fifteen, and fifteen. Yeah. And then he's doing it on crazy efficiency too. The metrics. It, both of those guys have improved defensively. And this, I think, yeah. this is the part where you know maybe Luca gets docked a little bit. Is that he's not, he's nowhere near close a defender as Jokic and Shea. And it's not like those are high hurdles to even climb like yeah. Jokic and and Shea have made these improvements defensively but they're not so he's not getting MVP for you unless Luka plays some defense that and the, and the record like OKC might win the West Denver has a pretty good chance of winning the West yeah. I just I, I think it's tough to I mean, tough to say Luka wins it man I mean 34.4 points is a lot of points it and is he's also it averaging is. triple double basically. would you would you say Luka is your MVP then right now I would I would put him equal to to Jokic and, and Shea, okay. cases-wise, for I, me right I, now. I can 100% like, I would love to that. see the voting be kind of split. But anyway, we're going to take a break. Yeah. I've been your host, Will Lou. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network, brought to you by Campbell's new Chunky Spice Soup. When we come back, Tass Mellis. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL, the J.D. Bunkus Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Luke. Continue to be joined by Svandir Barini. Uh, and we are joined on the line for segment two by Tass Mellis of No Dunks. Tass, we were just having this vigorous debate during the last five minutes. Sorry we kept you waiting, man. But Oh, yeah. I, I could see the passion in your eyes. <laughs> I didn't know what you were saying, but it felt like a great conversation I wanted to listen to. Oh, the, the conversation was, um, yeah, is would you trade if you're if you're if you're San Antonio right now, would you trade Wemby for Luca? And I think both of us were instantly like, nah. 
I'm with you. I'm on the Nas side. Yeah. Is there any? Is, is there any player in the league <laughs> that would make you consider that? I I don't know. Watch. Wow. What a difficult. Yeah. Immediately, I say no. It's yeah. Wambanyama, yeah. who could literally be one of the top players ever to play the game, which is a strange thing to say just months into his career. But yeah, it feels right away. No, it doesn't feel like I would trade him for anybody. I thought you were going with a Raptor route, but oh. no, the Wemby, no, the no, Wemby no. experience has been amazing. Yeah, my favorite Wemby side right now is, um, and I just came up with this 10 seconds ago, literally, is he has 175 blocks on the season and 115 personal fouls. <laughs> right? Remember, for, uh, Kawhi is a rookie, or for Kawhi for a long time in his career, was like he had more steals than, than fouls, which was such an indication of how good of a defender he was. You're talking about a rookie walking this league. <laughs> He's he's blocking more shots than like five Ridiculous. teams combined or something like yeah. that. I saw that stat the other day. That's I got I gotta say I, I love the blocks at first. That was really fun. I mean, he looks like he's playing with six year old children at times. Like he's yeah. not jumping yeah. right. That 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 part is fun. But the other day when I watched him try and pull a Steph, where he pulled off a Steph where he shot a three and oh, turned yeah. around before it went in. Yeah. yeah. Come Dude. on. Or like now I'm starting to it's. Like the offense is starting to come. The defense, you know, is, is definitely gonna be there, but if the offense comes, that's that's the whole other world. It's like I just don't know like what is potential. The final yeah. product of Wemby, I have no idea. Who are you gonna compare him to? Th- there that's is the thing. Not. Like there's yeah. not like a historical precedent, like, oh yeah, like you'll follow this path. Like there's yeah. no there's no this path. It's uncharted. Yeah, it's no. completely uncharted territory. It's an alien. Okay. We would love to talk Wemby with you all day, if possible. But yeah. I have I have a quiz here, okay? And right, if, if people don't know, when I was on Raptors Republic, the first thing I did was do this like little game show where I quizzed a bunch of media people about Raptors trivia and whatnot. And I nice. thought it would be perfect to get you guys okay. to do the exact same thing. What yeah. we are gonna do, since you are the guest has, I will allow you to pick a number between one and ten. You can pick the number. We'll go with that question. It's like a magic trick. <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you get it back it, into the deck, if you it. get it wrong, it is. This is Raptors <laughs> trivia from like all. It's like all time, but I've tried to keep it like recently relevant, just to make it a little bit less difficult. Mm. Um, maybe I should have made it harder. I don't no, know. no, no. That's that's good because okay. I've I've seen like a Raptors million. from two thousand and four onwards. So. Okay. All right. Like, Taz is definitely going to cook me on, like, yeah, Phil Esposito. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking for. I was looking, likely 95 to 98 would be my only advantage over Will. Otherwise, I'm dead. Okay. I, I don't know about one. that. I don't know about that. Come on. All right. So, I, I, six. Now, give me a number six. Six? Okay, number six. All right. Oh, this is actually a really tough question, and it is related to, okay, whatever. Um, I'll do my voice for this, okay? Grady Dick is currently shooting 38% from three. Which Raptor holds the record for best three-point percentage in their rookie season. Criteria... Oh, in their rookie season. Oh, must okay, okay. have attempted... Uh, must have attempted 100 threes in a season. So, I mean... Well, yeah, Taz is the guest. Yeah, so. Taz is the guest. Taz has to guess this. Yeah, yeah. buddy. This um, is all you. Yeah, I, told you. I told you, Will. I told you you're going to crush me. I don't know about <laughs> this, think, As a rookie? To think of a, a rook, 38%. Oh, It's wait. tough. Can you give it, is it the last decade or is it way no, earlier? No, it is, you know what, I will give you a hint. It is in that in that range that you were mentioning earlier of where you might have an advantage with Will. Oh, oh man. Who was shooting threes like that? Back in the day? 
Back in the day? It like, was it. I, were they playing a sky dome? Like, how, how back in the day are we talking here, man? We're not this talking guy shot, Damon. We're not talking T-Mac. We're this not. guy shot 40% from three and attempted, which is crazy yeah. for, for his generation, 337 threes, four and a half a game. Yeah. So a late first-round pick, second-round pick, sec, uh, somebody sec. that they drafted in the expansion draft. Take a uh, swing at it. Feel? No, I got nothing. Oh, nothing jumping. Wait, uh, when you see, did you say it was a late first-round pick? Did you no, 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 no. I didn't say it was a late round. No, no, no. no, no, no. He's, just, he's just trying to rationalize. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to rationalize. Somebody who's taking that many threes could just be – that could just be his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, not somebody who's handling or anything second – but uh, I got nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, any guess? Uh, uh, Sean, Sean Respert. No, it wasn't Sean Respert. You did say his name, but you it's didn't guess Damon? it. It is Damon Stoudemire. Yeah. Okay, Damon okay. Stoudemire uh, attempted oh, 300. Pass. Come on, man. How could you let me have that, man? <laughs> he, this is, this is <laughs> I a crazy. I not believe it. I didn't coming out of my mouth that he shot that high a percentage. So this is, this is why I was like, this is a tr- tough question. Right. The line had moved. When he was a rookie, they moved it closer mm. in the 1994 season. They kept it, I think, three or four feet closer than they usually did between the 1994 season and the 1997 season. So his first two years in the league, he shot 40% from three. Oh, in his man. third year, it went right back down to 29%. So Damon Stoudemire was really benefiting. Oh, yeah. No, this is like <laughs> if they honestly did it today, De- DeMar DeRozan would be Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He would, yeah, wow. Okay. All right, that was a tough wow. question. That, that was a that prehistoric. Was, that was Alex Wong that yeah. inspired right that one. That, yeah. was, that was a really <laughs> tough question. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was hmm. Okay. Uh, I will throw it back to you, Will, since, yep. since Taz, you, you got it wrong. I'm yeah. sorry. Nice. <laughs> will, pick a question. One to ten. Obviously, no longer. Number yeah, six. I mean, let's go, with, uh, let's go with two. Let's go with two. Number no two. Reason. Okay. Oh, another three-point percentage question. All okay. Right. All right. Which Raptor holds the franchise record for three-point percentage? Like, for a season? Like, all time. All time? Yeah. It's, it's got to be Jason Capono. It is not Jason Capono. Taz, you have a chance to steal it. Oh, like I think me. I might know. Hold on. This might be one of those trick questions. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe a Steve Novak? Is it is not Steve Novak. That's a great pull. You guys, That's a great pull. It was, that is a great pull. Is it Pedro Stoyakovich? It's Matt Thomas. What? 45.7% oh. Matt Thomas holds the record. Shout out to Basketball Reference for giving me this in three-point percentage. Didn't he shoot like 51 year or something? No. 45.7%. He's going to fact check no. me on this. Actually, right I'm now. not going to look it up. It's fine. I trust you. I trust you. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. So wha- Thomas, we, have, we, have, we have no points on the board through two questions. Did I not steal one? I stole you, one. You, did you say I Damon stole, Stoudemire? I stole Damon. Yeah. Oh, did he say yeah, Damon Stoudemire? Okay, fine. So, it. Will, it's you... weird because I actually I said the name, but I wasn't guessing it. Yeah. So that mm. doesn't count for a question. Okay. An answer. All right. Taz, back to you. Yeah. Thanks. Wow. What do you got? Question. Uh, what what number? Oh, I got a number. I got to pick a number. Nine, please. Nine. Nice. Okay. Um, which team did the Raptors have their biggest margin of victory in franchise history against? Which team? <laughs> Man, what are these? This is this these is are, hard. These are I'm tough. Gonna... Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I thought uh, got that off the top why? of their dome. Let's be real. <laughs> I th- I thought I was talking they, to some Raptors they, experts. They here. they yeah. crushed they crushed the mid nineties. Look, give me an era. Not that it really matters. It, it's it's actually very recent. Very recent. Okay, I'm thinking of some blowouts recently. I guess there have been some. Uh, you know, th- hey, they've had some good teams recently. Yeah. You know, 
let's Ish. let's go down let's go down south uh where i currently am close by did they crush the charlotte hornets they did not crush the charlotte hornets will oh. you got a chance to steal man take it it's gonna be a lot of teams man so you said it's recent, recent-ish era. Yes, recent-ish. We are in 2024. Oh, why do I think we beat the Pacers by like 45 points or something like that? We did, but it wasn't that one. Are you? Is that your? Is that, that was your my guess? guess? Yeah. That was okay. <laughs> no, it was it, a 53-point win against the Golden State Warriors. Oh yeah, Steph was in Tampa. Curry didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. So they, the, Steph yeah. Curry didn't travel to the game, and Jordan Poole was man, there. Does we that were, not count? We were playing James Wiseman. <laughs> we were playing. Who's the uh, Nico? Uh, Nico. Well, who's the guy with the red hair? Oh, Nico uh, Mannion? Mannion, yeah. Nico Mannion, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly Oubre, wow. I know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's um, tough. Okay. We'll, we'll keep it pushing Great. here. Okay. Is it yeah, Taz? That's or? okay. I'm going to fire I'm gonna fire up that game. I'm going to watch it right now just to relive some glory. <laughs> uh, no, I think that it's uh, Will. Yeah, I Will, it's you. Yeah. yeah. I think Kyle Lowry set the, the franchise record for plus minus in that game. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Let's go with three. Let's go with three. That's OG. Okay, number three. Um, okay, not a bad question. In the 2007-2008 season, mm, Jose okay. Calderon shot 51% from the field, mm-hmm. 42% from three, 90% from the free throw line, but did not make the illustrious 50-40-90 list. Why? Uh, is, did he just not shoot enough free throws to qualify? That is correct. Okay. He didn't shoot enough free yeah. throws. He attempted 120. The minimum was 125. Damn. So, yeah. I'm Dude. still mad about that, actually, as a 14-year-old kid watching that. Anyways. I was um, 14 watching for 50, 40, 90, man. That's crazy. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> what? Listen. Hey, I was, uh, you know, I was into it. Uh, okay, right. Will, you've got two. Let's go. Throwing it back to you, Taz. See what you got. Yeah, what, what, what I number? need to get. I need to get one on the board. So give me number one, please. Nice. Number one. Okay, this is actually something you guys can kind of compete in together. You guys can go back and forth if you would like to. Okay. All cool. right. Scotty Barnes just tied Pascal Siakam for the second most triple doubles in franchise history. Mm-hmm. There are ten other players outside of Barnes and Siakam okay. who have triple doubles. Name them all. You guys can go back and forth until right. one person gets let's, it wrong. Let's take turns. Go Taz, ahead. Taz, go ahead. You go first. Wow, I was unaware of that. Um, so Just any triple me, double, uh, yeah. Any triple double. Wow, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, got that on is. The board. Yeah, of so course. you said aside from Pascal. And, aside from Pascal oh. and Scotty, there are ten players. So he, said, he just picked Kyle. There's okay. nine more left. Yes. Uh, Fred got a triple double. Fred got a triple double. Yes, they got two. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Back yeah, to you, Taz. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, those are good. This numbers. guy played like forty nine minutes a game. I feel like he got <laughs> enough time to get ten rebounds. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, where are we going with this pick? Uh, let's go deep. Let's go for a deep cut. It's, it's tough. Let's see. I'm wrong. Oh, did I freeze? Oh, did you oh, freeze? You froze. Did, I, did, I, did I just? I just he froze just, there. He just yeah. hit the Hezzy on us. Yeah, he hit the Hezzy. Yeah. <laughs> what was I a deep cut? Because it's probably a terrible guess, but I'm going to say it again. Vincent Lamar Carter. Vince Carter did. Yeah. Yes, you are correct. Yeah, of course. Okay, okay back to okay, you. Yeah. Well, all right. I mean, I got a, the most infamous triple double in Raptors history, Ben Uzo. Yes, of like, Ben Uzo. Yes. yes. Yeah. Come on, of man. Nice the nice difference pull. between us getting one. Terrence Ross and Dame Lillard back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that is correct. Yep. Okay, Taz, back to you. Um, Oof. 
Now, now that Ben Uzo has inspired a Marcus Camby guess for me, I could be all with could blocks. Be Marcus Camby guess. is correct. That's it was with one. blocks, that's too. It was with blocks. Yeah, that's um, a good one. Okay, Will, back to you. We've got, let's see, five more left. Five more? Yes. Uh, there's no way DeMar DeRozan never got one. Are you counting? Are you? Is that, is mm. that a guess? <laughs> <laughs> Damar, man, he never got one triple double, man. I, maybe he did. I don't know. Is that okay, your final answer? Hold on. We got Fred. We got Kyle. We got Vince. Yep. We got. Uh, you said Pascal Scotty, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ben Uzo. Ben Uzo. Oh, Jose Calderon got a triple double. Jose Calderon yeah. did get a triple double. Yes. Yes, yes. Back to you. We've got four more oh. left, Taz. Oh, I think I got Goodness. a crazy one. Well, not not crazy to be honest. It was. It's, all right. <laughs> Ooh, this is uh, tough, man. We on the spot. Yeah. Yeah, I know these go, are these are tough. There we go, small or big. So they're tough as in mm. not Raptors, not Raptors you think of right off the bat. No, these honestly, if you they're recognizable names. These are recognizable names. Yes, the the rest of these guys you know that they have played for the Toronto Raptors. We should have game show music in the background. We should have. Yeah, hey, producer. Do, 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 do. Okay, just because the Calderon got me thinking about TJ Ford, I'll say it. It's probably wrong. TJ Ford is incorrect. No. And Will gets the point here. Okay, the, the remaining ones. I, I feel like I should say Alvin. Alvin got one. Alvin Williams did yeah. get one. Alvin yes. Williams. Wow. There was like a 20-year gap between Alvin getting one and then like Ben Uzo getting one. There was like nobody in between. Like it was, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm tough. surprised no one said Mighty Mouse, Damon Stoudemire. Damon Stoudemire, yeah. Um, he also Ma played 49 minutes a game. Yes. Uh, Mark Jackson. And Charles Oakley. Oakley. Nice. Big Oak. Underrated pick, Charles Oakley. Yes. Okay. Martin Rosen really never got a triple-double, huh, man? This man played, I think he got like his first triple-double with the Spurs. I okay. think that was that's what happened. Um, right. Okay. All right. Will, back to you. Make your, make your guess. What, what do we think? got? We got one, two, three. He's gone. Let's go four. Four be great. Okay. Uh, I believe that is... Okay, yeah. This is a tough one. The Raptors are currently on pace to win 33 games this season. Oh, damn. The la <laughs> That's why Sorry. It's tough. Sorry. The last time they won 33 games was in the 2008-2009 season. Which of the following players played the most minutes for that team that year? Mm -hmm. Sean Marion, Joey Graham, Jermaine O'Neal, Jason Capono, or Jamario Moon? It's tough. <laughs> this is a trick question. Damn. It, it, <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on. Give me, give me the names again. Give me okay. the names again. All right. All right. Uh, Sean Marion, mm -hmm. Joey Graham, been him. Yeah. Jermaine O'Neal, Jason Capono, yeah. or Jamario Moon. Dude, why do I want to say, why do I want to say Jamario Moon, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my that guy, Jamario right Moon. Is Apollo that, 33. Is, is that your yeah, final I'm going, answer? I'm going with Apollo 30. He's my fan favorite back in the Jamario day. Jamario Moon is incorrect, Taz. You have a oh, chance to wow. steal. He let me down. Oh, I can't go with Sean Mary. I can't go with Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah, they were traded for each other. Uh, they were. Right. Uh, that year. Capono. Yeah. yeah, so that year. So Capono and who's the other option? Sorry. Uh, Joey, Joey Graham. Graham. Joey G? <laughs> wow, he had a big, heavy first year. Uh, I'm going to go with Joey Graham. That's what I'm going to go with. Joey Graham is also not the oh answer. It is Jason Capono. Really? He oh, was fifth was. on the team. In minutes, yeah, you know, we had Jason Capone on the show like yes. two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, that's what inspired this question. Really? Yeah, absolutely. We well, shouldn't have had him on the show then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right, we're, we're, stacked, we're, stacked guests on this show. It's very impressive. Yeah, including you. yourself. It's okay. all the producers, man. It's all the producers. absolutely. Um, Taz, you got to pick a pick a pick a number. 
A five, please. Number five. For me. Yeah. Okay. Yes, absolutely. RJ Barrett mm-hmm. became the eighth Canadian player to play for the Raptors. Who are the other seven? We're not oh, going back you, and forth on this? Okay. Uh, you, right. Do you want to go back and forth on this? I mean, it's, it's up to you guys. Okay, fine. Yeah. We, we could go we back. We got two minutes left, so we, this is basically our last question. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go back and forth. I got to go go watch back. the show. Go back and forth. But Tassie, you go ahead. You go ahead. Kojo. Yes, nice. Kojo. That's yeah. a nice one. That's one. Chris Boucher, my boy. Yep, Chris Boucher. Yep. Yeah. Jamal McGlure. Jamal McGlure, big cat. Yep. Nice, nice. Um, Delano Banton. Delano Banton. Having your career resurgence in Portland. I see you, Delano. Yes. Represent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, shout out Delano. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, why am I missing? Three more it, left. So, so Kelly, Olnick does not... Not allowed. Oh, here. I guess you know what? I'll I'll count it. Oh, okay. I'll count it. Wait, what I'll was your it. question? Is it before this year? No, it was it was I completely forgot about Kelly O in this. Oh, this what? <laughs> I'm gonna Oh, you forgot about RJ gonna, too or what? No, 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 no. You, I'm gonna count Kelly because this is a post whatever. Kelly counts. You yeah, you, post because because Kelly only like played after RJ. Yeah, yeah. RJ. Okay. Yeah. RJ, we already got. Yeah. You already got RJ? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. said RJ. Oh, okay. Who else do we have? We have three more left. Three more Canadians go play for the Raptors. Man, I don't know why I'm blanking on this. Who, who else has been playing with the Raptors recently? Man. Um, Think Tampa yeah, season. We had a Canadian in Tampa. Ken Birch, yeah, of course. There you go. Everyone Ken remembers Birch. Ken Birch. Okay. Representing We the North, <laughs> number 24, Ken Birch. Taz, I'll give you one. Think former number one overall picks. Oh, I, I mean, oh Anthony Bennett. There you go. Okay. Number 15. Uh, you letting I, Vince Carter's number go to Anthony <laughs> Bennett, man. <laughs> hey, he Jorge should, should retire it. I yeah, will. I will give the Johnson's. final one here. Yeah, O'Shea Brissett. O'Shea nice. Brissett. Yeah, we would have got the final that. Guy. Yeah. Well, Taz, we appreciate you, man. And I, I, yeah. I would love to talk more about Raptors and whatnot, but it was it was great to have you on to, yeah. to do trivia. And, there you, you go. Know, get some quiz stuff going on. Listen to No Dunks, man. You guys Absolutely. Literally yeah. one of my favorites from all time favorites. So yes, we're gonna pioneers. Take one more break here. Been your host, Willow. You've been listening to the Raptors Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network, brought to you by Campbell's New Chunky Spicy Soup. When we come back, we talk to a 2019 Raptors champion. The best Blue Jays show out there, period. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wayne Blue. Continue to be joined by co-host Svandi Arborini. Big thanks to Taz Mellis for coming on the program. Yes. You know. Legend. What was the score? I feel like I watched Taz a you little You did, bit. man. You swept him. I swept him? You swept him. Okay. I'm sorry, Taz. Damn, Taz. I know. appreciate you coming on the program just to get swept. <laughs> You're like the Brooklyn Nets. You're like Garrett Temple's Brooklyn Nets in 2020 in the oh, bubble. Oh, the Karis LeVert-led Brooklyn Nets. Oh, man. Joe oh. Harris, you know? Oh, man. That, Chris Chioza? Yeah, that's God. that's one of the least memorable the Raptors yeah. playoff series ever for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I, the only thing I remember for that playoff series was uh, our bench in game four scored right. 100 points. Yes, I remember In a that. playoff game. Yeah. The whole bench unit scored 100 points. Insane. Yeah. Uh, that, shout out to that 2020 team, man. The team was awesome, man. What was, like, I know the championship year yeah. was obviously the year for mm-hmm. you and for a lot of, you know, people who watch. But how much better, I don't know, did, like, for some people, 2020 was even better than 2019 just because of the repeat. I don't know if I would necessarily agree. Yeah, but, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Getting a chip is something else. It's like saying the cuddling afterwards was better. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
No, it really is. You spitting though. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's, it's it's not the main thing, you know. Yeah, fair um, enough. Um, so what was your question? Was it better for me? No. Yeah. No. No. 2019 to 2020. No, I mean, come on, man. You didn't want to lose to the Celtics of all teams. I'm not your child. Rondé Hellas Jefferson. No, that doesn't do anything for you. That was cool, man. It was a great season. Top three Raptor season for me, history-wise. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That one, that season was really good. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. A lot of great moments. A lot of great vibes. Yeah. Whole time it was like, see how good we're doing without Kawhi? But then mm-hmm. you got to the playoffs and you're like, you know, you know, you kind of miss champions on the team. You know, could have repeated with that team if they yeah. kept the team together. But we'll talk about that in a second. Joining us on the program, as promised, a 2019 champion. And honestly, you you look up Danny Green's uh, Wikipedia right now. Three-time NBA champion, uh, Slovenian Cup champion, 2011. I don't know about that one, Danny. I don't know how much you've talked about that one. NCAA champion, of course, uh, with North Carolina. Lots of accolades across the board. But Danny Green, appreciate you joining us on the program. Man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I appreciate you guys having me. I do not recall a Slovenian championship, but I, I appreciate <laughs> the accolades. It says 2011. I hope that, uh, I don't know if that jars anything. Maybe you beat like Luca when he was like six years old or something. But uh, yeah. Yeah, he was young then. But 2011, I, we was during the lockout season. So I came back when the lockout ended. I didn't finish the season there. Okay. All right. We got to update the Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, you know, the three-time champion NBA. That's probably also, a little bit more. NCAA, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's enough trophies in your in your cabinet. So uh, we wanted to talk about the Sixers and the Cavs, the two teams that uh, you were just most recently on. Um, Sixers, good news for the Sixers fans today, at least. Joel Embiid spoke to media, uh, talked about the plan is that he wants to return this season. Um, we'll obviously have to see when that is, what condition they're in. Um, but putting aside that, I actually wanted to ask you, what do you think adding Kyle Lowry, your former teammate, is going to do for Philadelphia in their hopes to, you know, again, get over that hump in the second round. Obviously, somebody familiar with Nick Nurse, he can bridge the gap between the players and coaches on how to understand and also said he's got some experience. He's another veteran. He brings some leadership, uh, but he knows what it takes to get there. He's obviously a champion, uh, the greatest Raptor of all time. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a great said player in this league and a great mind in this league, so he could definitely help the young guys. They have a good group of young guys and a lot of people that haven't been there yet. And hopefully he can help them usually get over the hump and also, you know, be part, not just a player, but part of the coaching staff and helping Nick Nurse to get through the guys. Danny, a lot of moving parts for the Sixers over the last couple of years. Ben Simmons out, James Harden in, James Harden out. Now they have some sort of stability now. Um, with Nick Nurse coming in, and obviously you're obviously well-versed well in both Nick and Kyle, what do you think mm-hmm. has been the biggest difference this year in terms of how this team looks, maybe offensively and defensively? It's hard to tell with Joel being out. So, but when Joel was there, they looked. They said, and Tyrese, they just um, looked, you know, pretty fresh. And then Tobias, he had Tobias in a, in a plan in a pretty good role uh, as of late. You know, Tobias has been struggling a little bit, but you know, those three guys have been playing, you know, really good basketball as well as the, the others. You know, Kelly Oubre had a stint. Um, they just have injuries. It's hard to keep them, you know, afloat or staying above uh, or being where they should be because of the injuries they have. They're really a top three team in the East. Um, but because they've had so many bodies out, you know, Anthony Melton being out um, and then trades, excuse me, the trades happening, it's kind of ruined the flow and the chemistry at times. But, you know, before all that happened, Nick had them playing at a very high level and really comfortable and good basketball and playing confidently. You know, so Tobias playing some of his best basketball. Joel, obviously MVP season before he got hurt. And Tyrese could have been an all-star starter before, you know, Joel went down. If they continue to be a top three team, yeah. he could have been a starter in the all-star East for sure. Yeah, I think we um, 
the Raptors definitely saw a lot of Philadelphia at the start of the season. I think you even made the trip in one of those coming to Toronto or, you know, the things first like that. Yeah, right? And it's like, I, I felt like the Raptors had no answers yeah. for that pick-and-roll combination in particular. So hopefully, Joel's able to get back onto the court. But I think, you know, speaking of the Nick Nurse's approach, um, you know, uh, you went through training camp and all the things with, with them. Like, what was Nick's approach coming to Philadelphia? Because that was not an easy job to take over. You know, Philly had been sort mm-hmm. of, again, they can't get over the second round. They let go of Doc largely because of that reason. What kind of new, like... Yeah technique or like swagger what did, what did nick do with that group because we've seen nick have instant success obviously previously in 2019 yep. for sure i think just change the mantra and the mindset of the philadelphia sports you know the city of philly has struggled um with a few said so phillies have won one and the eagles have won one uh but it's been tough the mindset is they don't really expect to win always think something's going to happen you know it's kind of how I guess the the Cowboys fans have been as of late, you know, America's team, but everybody knows oh, something's going to happen with the Cowboys. They're going to do something to choke or to lose. Uh, they kind of had that in his mind, that mindset in Philly. So he wanted to just change that mindset, that mantra, and expect to win. You know, this is what we're going to do. We're here to do this, and, and you got to believe it's going to happen. Uh, the more you believe it, the more you tell yourself every day, uh, the more chances you have of it coming true. So he just wanted to come in, first and foremost, to change the mindset, and then, of course, you know, follow suit from that by, you know, putting in his principles, putting in his theories and having the team, you know, strengthen their weaknesses, which was, I think, rebounding. They were pretty weak at and transition defense. Um, you know, that's just the backs, basketball X's and O's. But outside of that, it starts with the mental more than anything. Mm. Denny, I want to switch over to Cleveland and, and the Cavs. And, you know, mm-hmm. you obviously you finished out the 2022-23 season with them. Um, the playoffs didn't necessarily go the way you guys might have expected, especially because they had a really, really good year. What went wrong mm-hmm. in that first round against New York, in your opinion? And, yeah, in general, just, like, what happened from your perspective? It, it, I mean, not a lot of things went right. We had one good game, too. Yeah. I think it was just a, an experience thing. So the whole team, most of them, except for Donovan, um, I think, you know, Jared Allen, most of those guys were young, had never been, Karis LeVert had been, but none of them had been in the playoffs like that, uh, including the coaching staff, which I said was an eye-opener for and, and for a while. For I think the front office hadn't been in the playoffs for a while since Braun had left. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the coaching staff said they were very new coaching staff, so it was just new for a lot of them. And I think that's kind of what took everybody a game or two to get back. And I said playing in the garden is not easy. New York was a really good team. Jalen Brunson was a very good player and yeah. obviously you know he's getting the praises now but people slept on him and you know the way he played Julius Randle had some good pieces they, they played really good basketball and they could have been in the Eastern Conference Finals you know it was Miami it was just really good run as well um, but yeah I think I said it's just uh, an experience thing from, for the most part I don't say anything went wrong or right I think it was just tough because we were behind the eight ball when it came to um, our guys most of our main guys not being prepared for the lights mm. Yeah, well, I mean, there was that infamous Jared Allen quote that went around, but I think more than anything else, it was little things, right? The first time you go to the playoffs, you saw it in Toronto for a long time. First couple of times Kyle and DeMar went to the playoffs, it was like everything that worked in the regular season all of a sudden didn't work, Yeah, and like people were panicking a little bit, adjustment, and that's where that experience comes in, and, you know, mm-hmm. you definitely saw the difference there. I mean, do you see something in Cleveland this year around, obviously having gone through that experience, but also they're having a better season than last year. They've added reinforcements. You, we just saw what Max Struess did as well. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see Cleveland doing better this time around handling that spotlight? It's tough to say, man, because you, you don't know until they get into that spot. I don't know how the coaching – it sort of comes down – the game slows down. It comes down to coaching a lot of times when talent kind of matches up. I think they have the talent. They added some pieces 
Um, they've added a little more experience with one more year of their younger guys. Um, and also the East has gotten better, so it's hard to say. You know, so yeah. they might match up with a Philly in the first round. Right. And yeah. because they lose a Philly with a healthy Joel Embiid and they don't do as good as last year, it doesn't mean that they weren't better. They're not a better team. They just matched up with a, a, a tougher team or a better team and probably, you know, a, a team that, with a coach that has more experience or a coaching staff. So it's hard to say until they get there. They're playing really good basketball right now. Um, I think they have some good pieces, but I think I do think they lack some experience when it comes to that. Uh, and so the East is just a, it's not a, a, a cakewalk anymore. You know, there's only like two or three teams in the East that were good. Now it's, it's a deeper East Eastern Conference, and whoever you match up with, it's a, it could be Miami. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one through nobody eight is it's going to be a tough. Nobody wants to match up with these teams in the first round when it comes to Philly, Miami, yeah. and I don't know who's going to sneak in at eight. You know, it could be Indiana. You know, that's not a that's not no cakewalk either. So. It's it's interesting to get your perspective on this because you've been in so many playoff series, so many different moments, so many different, you know, kind of like game situations. From your perspective, what is I've always wondered this. What is the difference between regular season basketball and playoff basketball that makes it what it is? I mean, obviously the the level of intensity goes up. Yeah. But the game slows down, it's who's going to execute for a longer period of time than the other team, you know, and who's going to show up. Obviously, the stars always usually do what they're supposed to do, but there's always that X factor, that role player. Somebody, in order for a team to get hot or go on a run, you need one or two guys um, that you don't expect to show up and have star nights to do so in a series. And that, you know, for us, was Fred. We had Norm. We had a couple guys um, show up. Pascal, you know, they came out and, and played. Yeah. I wouldn't say above themselves, but they played really good basketball for themselves. They played efficiently. Um, and every team has a guy like that, that that plays well when they go on a run. Mm-hmm. Um, and your superstars have to show up. And there's times yeah. where superstars don't show up. And superstars, you know, that can dictate a lot of it. And you could have all the above happen and just not have the proper coaching adjustments. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then you have a really good series. So there's a lot of things that come into play. It's really execution that comes down to that. Um, your X factor showing them some coaching, making the right adjustments of, what we need to change and what do you think they're going to change that we need to ad- uh, be able to adapt to on the fly when it happens in the game. Yeah. All right. Well, we're already on the subject. and I've, I've been waiting. I've been patient about this. But we, <laughs> we, we gave it 10 minutes to talk about other teams. We got to talk about 2019. It's so, it was such a good time. I mean, even just looking at you, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the vibes. Nostalgic? <laughs> no, seriously, man. You don't understand. <laughs> it, was it was a great time. It was a time was of our lives, year. really. Um, okay. Let's, let's start with a couple of those things. So the coaching, we talked about it a couple of times. Nick was such a big part of that as a rookie coach coming in. But I think when we look back on that playoff run, especially that championship run, so much creativity, right, in terms of, like, coming up with new schemes. So when he came up with the box and one in the finals, like, was that, like, in, on the fly in a, in a huddle uh, during a timeout? And, like, how did you guys, and he was a veteran team, you know, you, Kawhi, Mark, mm-hmm. Serge, Kyle, these guys have played a lot of basketball. Yeah. I don't know how often you guys have been asked to play box and one, but what was the reaction? What was the moment? And how did you guys go with it? I think the last time I've been asked to play boxing one was probably high school. Uh, <laughs> don't remember doing it in college, but it wasn't a thing that happened in the huddle on the fly. We had walked through it before, but it wasn't like weeks before, months before. We hadn't gone through it all season, but it was like, you know, a couple of days before, a day before, like, all right, let's try to see what this looks like. We might go to this. And it's like, all right. And him being a rookie coach, we're like, what the hell's going on? You know, not a lot of us believed in it, yeah. but it worked. You know, mm-hmm. and obviously he's been doing this thing for some years now and everybody's believing it. So he's becoming... Uh, you know, outside the box defensive right. genius. 
Uh, but seeing him as a rookie head coach, it was hard for guys to, to like, but we, we had the pieces, we had the talent to do it. So we, whatever it was, we said, we're going to buy into it. We're going to figure it out. And, and we did. And Nick said he threw out some junky stuff out there. And at, at the time we were like, what, what the hell's going on? But, you know, so now that's why Philly has him. You know, people trust him and what he does, it works. You go online and sometimes they'll post the picture of the 2019 team, like you guys uh, in your kind of like class photo, and people will say, man, that was such an underrated team. Just you look across the roster. Oh, absolutely. Man. You know, there's Fred, there's Norm, guys who were coming off the bench back then, but now they're, you know, they're starters on their respective teams. Do you guys still some keep in touch? Stars. Yeah, some of them are all-stars. You're right. Do you, do you guys still all keep in touch? Do you guys stay in contact or maybe? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, some guys more than others here and there when we see each other, it's always love. You know, I talk to Fred when I can here and there. I talk to OG quite a bit. OG's my guy. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, definitely keep in contact with some of them. You know, obviously I played with Kawhi for years before I got to Toronto. So he's definitely family. I see his uncle all the time. You know, we chop it up. Um, Serge when I can, when I see him. You know, the guy, they're still playing. So guys yeah. are still busy. Yeah. Uh, I'm so when everybody's done playing and we're in the same cities, end up in the same cities, we'll, you know, do the daddy daycare type thing, you know, kids <laughs> and dinners and stuff like that. Everybody's yeah. got kids and settle down. But, you know, it's, it's great to see them flourish and, you know, be in their new respective homes or roles. And, you know, Fred being a leader in Houston and OG being in New York and being a key piece of that, yeah. which I think could be the team to shock everybody in the East. Um, I agree with you, Dan. It's great to see them and be proud. And it's crazy because a guy like OG didn't even play for us when we were yeah. in yeah. that run. You know what I'm saying? He was hurt and we didn't even have him during the run. But we had so many pieces, that I guess you could say underrated, but I think a lot of people realize how talented that group was just – guys weren't in their prime yet right yeah you know what actually i never asked anybody about this but how did og handle that period right because he had the appendectomy like literally Man. we were in the media room uh a, when the raptors were about to play round one against orlando when you guys were playing round one and i think the news broke that uh he had to get surgery and yeah. that he was gonna be out for a while and it's, it's a major no, he was great man he was he okay though? perfectly well he was good i, I said i actually i think a couple of us went to visit i know i went to visit him in the hospital mm -hmm. a couple of us checked on him his mind was okay Nice. He was still young then. He was very young. Yeah. Um, he wasn't a rookie, but he was very young. He was still learning. He was just, you know, excited to be healthy and excited to be a part of the journey. I wish we could have had him. Wish he could have been a part of the experience. But, you know, he's a champion regardless. You know, saying he was with us all year, all season, and helped us. You know, even being on the backup team of, of trying to, as a second squad, uh, of trying to prepare us for that moment uh, up until the playoff time. And even in the playoffs, we came back in the finals. We thought maybe he might throw in there, but. Right, you know, right. Nick didn't throw him in there, but he was healthy enough to to play, and I was I was happy that he was able to at least get in the late lines and be a part of the group during the finals. Yeah, right. That would have been a, a really cool moment if he got to play. You know, you know, I mean, yeah. that 2019 team defensively with you know the roster you guys had. I mean, Danny, former All Defensive Player, Kawhi, yep. two-time Defensive Player Mark. of the Year, Mark, right. Defensive Player of the Year, yeah. Kyle, also an incredible defender, Fred and Serge, uh, Serge, Serge yeah. you know, Pascal. These guys all could guard, and then you throw OG into that mix. I mean, yeah. honestly, it would have been crazy. I, I think for me, one of the questions I always had was just like, which which series was the toughest one for you guys to go into? Because you guys did fall down multiple times, right? You guys were down two one against Philly, mm -hmm. down o two against Milwaukee. You guys did lose uh, game two at home to... Uh, it was 1-1 one, one going one, into game one, three. And then, yeah. of course, game five happened. KD came back. Yeah. There were a lot of moments at adversity where it was like, maybe it's a little shaky. What was the series where you as a player playing in it was like, man, I don't know. This is this is really, really tough. And I don't know if we have enough for this one. I think it was the Philly. I mean, Philly is the one that went to seven games. you know. And obviously being down 0-2 to Milwaukee, but I still thought we were the better team. I thought we could get them. And once we tied it up, it was like, all right, we're good. 
Yeah. Uh, Orlando, we we lost game one. There was the, the historic <laughs> thing of Toronto always losing game ones. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we were too stirred about it, but we're like, man, this is okay. We need to wake wake the hell up. But I think Philly game seven games with Philly was tough, and so we we couldn't even play certain guys like me, Fred, and Norm were kind of in and out, and they felt like you know Nick couldn't play us because the, the guards were bigger. You know, they had mm-hmm. Ben, Jimmy. Um, it was hard to play. You know, Fred and Norm when they had you know, those big guards, we kind of rotated in and out. But it was an interesting series and went seven games and. Yeah. If that went into overtime, if Kawhi don't hit that shot, we don't know where we'd be. Mm. Um, but obviously, Golden State had injuries, and it was, weirdly enough, we won all our games on the road. But yes. I, I would have to probably give that to, to, to the Philly series because I think whoever won that series, I think would have won won the chip. And you know, luckily for us, it was us. You know, Kawhi hit that shot. It's a crazy inflection point in NBA history if you think about it. Because that year, Jimmy, Joel, Ben. Jay- and JJ, J- yo, JJ, right? JJ was a too, problem. Right? JJ was an absolute <laughs> yeah. problem. This guy had to chase JJ around. He will tell you what, <laughs> how much of a problem JJ was. That little handoff of Embiid was, was, was deadly, man. <laughs> Everywhere JJ's been, he's been a pain in the ass. Whether it was Embiid, it was DeAndre Jordan, or Blake Griffin, <laughs> been chasing the guy for years. He was he was tough getting to his right hand, getting off the to DHL with that right shoulder. You can't get to that shot. Yeah. Yeah. It was damn near unstoppable. So. He always had good screeners, and he always knew how to get himself open, yeah. push you off him, get off, get you off him, and create space because he was a shorter guy. But he also jumped high enough to where you're not blocking a shot. So you always jumped was, high on your jumpers too, man. You you always had like a... I, I was a jump shooter. Yeah, I was a jump shooter. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I changed my shot for the three point contest that year, which I shouldn't have did because usually jump yeah. shooters don't win it the right. contest. <laughs> but um, you know, I wish I would have just stuck with the jump shot. But usually, you get fatigued as a jump shooter over yeah. time. Did you stick with that chain shot for the rest of the year too, or no? Because you had a legendary no, Raptors. It was just for the contest. Just for the contest. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was just for the contest. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, Man, I, good. I, no, I, I guess the, the, the thing I was wondering about because of that inflection point. Yeah. Another inflection point happened that summer after winning the chip. Yeah. Summer free agency. Mm-hmm. You know the decision with Kawhi yourself. I guess the the thing everybody always wonders about is how close were they to truly running it back? Were you guys? To running it back and kind of bringing that team all back together. I don't think it was as close as everybody th- thinks it was. Mm-hmm. I, they knew they couldn't bring back everybody. Um, we, I guess, payroll was too. I knew I couldn't come back even if Kawhi came back. They were only going to go to the luxury tax for Kawhi. Right. Um, so they could have brought Kawhi back and kept maybe everybody else, but I knew for sure they couldn't bring me back. Um, either way, they're already in luxury tax. We had too many guys with big payrolls, mm-hmm. and then they had to pay. For they knew they were going to pay Pascal and had to pay Fred. Those guys were coming up right. and OG. So they just couldn't keep everybody. So it was tough. And that's usually the case. You know, you see a lot of teams do not break up or they just kind of guys go part ways because of contract issues. Certain teams can't keep Denver. They couldn't keep Bruce Brown. They right. don't have enough money. In Dallas, they had a bunch of guys leave mm-hmm. because they didn't have enough money to keep everybody. Um, rarely do you see a group like me in Miami or in San Antonio when I was there or even LA, we could have, we had enough money to afford to keep everybody back. They still made changes. Yeah. Rarely do you see groups stay together after winning a championship or going to the finals because of contract issues. Yeah. Well, I thought you, I, so I thought you were going to ask the question that everyone's wondering is what? if, if, if though, if uh, everybody right. paid the money and kept you, kept Kawhi yeah. and just kept the whole group around, like, Mm-hmm. My opinion, I think the Raptors are clearly the favorites to win 2020, and this is a huge what if. And obviously, you end up winning anyway, regardless. No, but. I I agree with you. Yeah. Because um, you think about it, I don't think the 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 chips fall the same way for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I don't think 
the chips fall the same way for well, Golden State. KD still leaves. He's hurt. He's injured. Golden right. State yeah, is not where they were. I don't know if they made the playoffs that year. No, they're back. No, on Steph hurt his hand or something. Yeah. yeah. You think about it, it was us, and I think coming out of the East was Miami, right, in the yeah. bubble. Miami was good, but we got – they were different. We had Kawhi. We had Pascal. We had Fred. Yeah. I, Mark. They had, I, I don't know if you've seen even in the bubble, Toronto gave Boston – did they go yeah. to seven? Did seven. they go to seven, seven. games? Seven. Yeah. And it came down to, like, the last That's two possessions. Out, Without me and Kawhi, like, yeah. come on! I think I think we had a pretty good favorite uh, of being the team in the East to beat um, the following year if we kept everybody. The chips would have f- fell differently for everybody else, even for the Clippers. Yeah, I'm saying the chips would have been we would have kept if we'd have kept our group, it would have been different. No, it's jokes that Danny won the ring anyway, though. He so did. It's, it's not a what if for you, though. Yeah, you know it's funny though. The Raptors gave the Lakers problems in that year. That yeah. that run it back oh, I year. I remember. Pascal had that big game against AD uh, and whatnot. Well, yeah. Everybody that came to LA gave us. I mean, <laughs> people have their best games when they come to LA. Yeah, on the side, guys play great. Yeah, they played great. And it sucks that we had to just do everything in the bubble, but you know, mm-hmm. we had we had a really good group. Um, once the, they signed, obviously, Bron AD signed me, and then they brought in signed KCP back. Mm-hmm. Dwight Javel brought in Avery Bradley, like brought in a bunch of guys. We had a really good defense team. Alex Caruso. Mm-hmm. We just had too many stacked veterans and great talent there yeah no, yeah that's, that's incredible uh, you know danny i remember um because you were doing inside the green room at yahoo um in 2019 mm-hmm. and i remember yeah. that year in particular i mean every first of all everyone had to tune in right it was like a championship winning team you you got to tune into all the stories you got the interviews with all the guys like it was incredible well, actually yeah it's great the one guy you couldn't get was Kawhi though i feel like <laughs> nobody's <laughs> will Kawhi- got Kawhi. <laughs> will Kawhi ever <laughs> do a podcast except for surge I think Serge got Kawhi. He's the only person. I don't think Kawhi. Did, did I Serge pay OG that I've been trying to. I think he did. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I would assume so. I, uh-huh. I, and I was wasn't the type to like annoy or nag guys. Yo, know, yeah. out there. Like, yo, some guys will come be like, yo, I gotta go on a pot. Cool. Mm. I, that's the one thing I hate about having a pot is having to ask people. Mm. Um, I think my people tried to ask Kawhi, and yeah. you know, Kawhi said he's not. A, he don't care for that. Talk about <laughs> it. And I'm not trying to bother him. Annoy him. But I think Serge paid him to be on the the show and eat some weird. <laughs> on the show who knows um but og was the other person that i ha- still have yet to get guys yeah fraudulent fraudulent friend calling him out but now nah, he's wow he's my guy but it's always it's always like he's always got something coming up so when i try to get him on the potty it's hard to get it was hard to get him so one time. of these days we'll, we'll get him so it's uh, Kawhi and og are probably the two hardest guys to get on on the pot but i think so i think they both did surges thing yeah crazy Right, supposed to be my friends, right? right. He, he playing favorites, man. Yeah, he playing yeah. favorites. He wearing scarves and all that so, stuff now. Hey, These guys are my friends, right? Paul George isn't out. even. Paul George isn't, isn't even getting Kawhi on the podcast. Like they have their podcast now. I haven't seen. Bro, I feel Kawhi. like Kawhi, Kawhi on a podcast. What would Kawhi even him. say on a podcast? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> answer questions. I think he's probably saving them for if they win. So he'll probably right. use Kawhi after they win. But, you know, PG's got enough guys where he's getting the juice where he, he don't need Kawhi. He's getting some pretty True. good guys on his podcast. It's pretty well. Sure enough. But yeah. It's a, uh, it's good to see them doing well over there. It's good to see OG. But one day I'll get them on the pod. Um, when I said after basketball, when I become Dwayne Johnson or some shit like that, if I become the Rock, then they'll be like, "Oh, let's get on your pod." If I get Uncle yeah. Shay, Shay, you got to be a big guy now, like for <laughs> people to want to be on your pod or oh, become what was his name? Is it Caleb Presley? You become this big podcasters, then they'll be like, "Oh, yeah, I'll get to do it." Yeah, but uh, nah. Wow, Friend, friendship's those, not those enough. Those are my huh? guys. Friendship's not enough, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, those need, are my guys. They'll, they'll, they'll be on eventually. They yeah. just they're just busy guys. Once they're done playing, I think I'll, I'll be able to get them on. All right, Danny, I, I got two more for you, and then we'll let you go. Um, uh-huh. n- number one, 
for that year in particular. And it's funny we're talking about Kawhi, but it was like, I remember you were the go-to guy for all the questions that all the reporters wanted to ask about Kawhi. They would just come to you instead. Yep. What was it like being Kawhi's translator that year? Oh, yeah, being the other guy in the trade. I mean, I've always been that person. You know what I'm saying? I've been uh, the media guy to talk to people they want to do. Even in San Antonio, the you know, older guys, they want to talk. You know, make the young guys do it. Danny will do it. Uh, you know, it's one of the things that I went to school for communications. Right. And one of the things when I'm done doing, when I'm done playing that I want to do. So I didn't mind getting the reps in, mm. um, but it, you know, it was, it was cool. It, it gets annoying at times when you become somebody's translator, Yeah. but, um, you know, I enjoyed the media. I enjoyed all parts of, you know, being a part of that group and every group that I've been a part of, uh, being able to speak and be the leader, because even in the locker room, mm-hmm. you know, guys respected me. So, you know, you know, Kawhi would speak when he did. You know, people listen because he didn't speak much. But yeah. Yeah. really, the guys in the locker room that spoke the most most were like me, Kalo, Fred. You know, Fred was a leader even then he was younger, but he still spoke his spoke his mind. Absolutely. And guys respected us. So when it came to like, you know, everybody's talking about these stories in the locker rooms of who said what, and yeah. most of the time it would come from one of, one of us three. No, that was amazing access. And honestly, like inside the green room, it, it obviously remains like it's you know, unique. Shouts man. to Harrison as well. You know, yeah, shouts absolutely. to a friend of the program, Harrison Sanford. But like. You guys, you, you guys have always given us great access. And, and the last question, since we're in a good mood, I feel like I'm going to mm-hmm. sneak this in. I'm sorry, man. But after the turnover in game six, right, how did mm-hmm. you feel in that moment? Like, what, what were the conversations like? Because I got to say, that was, uh, it was a little <laughs> scary, but obviously you guys pulled it out, so you guys are all good. But after that turnover, what were you thinking? I almost forgot about it until you brought it up. Just now. <laughs> I've been trying to forget about it for years, but I appreciate you bringing it up. Um, sorry, dude. in the moment, man, I, I knew that we... I had full confidence. I was hoping that I'd get a chance to, do, you know, stay in the game and, and mm-hmm. make a play defensively. But I think Nick subbed me out, so I had to watch from talent. But I had full confidence in my team to get it done, yeah. uh, figure it out. Um, you know, obviously learn from those type of lessons. Like, don't be caught in the corner of half court. I, was, right. I had two defenders on me in the half court line and the out-of-bounds line. So I'm in the worst position possible. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's like never put yourself in that. As a point guard, you know that, but I'm not a point guard, so I don't yeah, fucking yeah. know that. Um, but those situations, you know, you learn from it and move forward. But luckily, said we got it done. But I have full confidence. And the time, I said I'm just like kicking myself because you know, yeah. learning from Pop, regardless that we won, I'm still like, damn, it's hard to me to celebrate, be as excited really? when I know, yeah, when you when you make mistakes in those type of games, when you're especially you're an overthinker, it's hard right. to okay. not think about the things that you did yeah. or what you think people are going to remember you for at, in the moment. It's like, damn, people always remember I had this turnover. Uh, and as as it says it, it comes. I'm sorry, man. No, you know, I, I'm sorry. Because you know, that's not fair, man. I, I don't remember think Danny for that's not later. true. Dude, you had one of the it's best three-point shooting seasons ever as a Raptor. 100%. Right? You sure. were the starter you know, for the entire said, title run. Come on, man. For sure, 100%. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people always try to – they said it takes years, but people do forget. And that's when I – now yeah. it's, like, easier for me to, like, all right, you know, nobody cares about – Yeah. But in the moment, people were like, oh, he almost cost us a championship. Yeah. Even Lakers, we won a championship in the bubble. Danny Green missed a shot. It's like – People remember the negatives more than no. they remember the positives yeah. until years pass. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he won a championship, but it's always going to be a thing. And then at that moment, you're like, damn, I don't want to be remembered by this. You know what I'm saying? I want to be remembered for this, or I want to yeah. be the one to let my team down. But it's just something that was instilled in me when I was at in San Antonio oh, because yeah. we lost the first one in the finals. I just remember Pop replaying, you know, these mistakes over and over from the, mm-hmm. the game mm-hmm. six that we lost when Ray Allen hit the shot. And it's like, damn, I could have cost my team this. And that is always going to be buried in my brain or in my basketball heart forever because, like, damn, I could have had another championship. That's what it takes to win three chess, man. Yeah. Like, you see that? You know, this guy won the championship, and he's like, I lament that one turnover. Dude, it didn't even matter. Didn't matter. You guys won. Uh, no, nah, but it builds it builds you as a character for yeah. said future 
yeah. um, positioning. And also as a teacher, when, I, right. when, I, when I'm teaching my kids something, you know, yeah. or you're teaching your campers, you know, not, I've won, but I'm, I'm not perfect. You know, I mm-hmm. failed just as much as I've succeeded. Right. And this is why I'm able to succeed and hopefully succeed even more because of these failures and these mistakes that I made. And I don't want you to make the same mistakes. But, but if you do make a mistake, don't get too down on yourself because you never know you know, what the next play may bring if right. you're staying in a positive, you know what I'm saying? Positive mindset. Yeah. I hear you. Either way, man, remember and know that you are a legend here yeah. in Toronto. I appreciate yeah. it, man. You will, but you know, they show they always show so much love, man, and appreciation there. And I love coming back to not just the country of Canada, but the city of Toronto. Right, of course. Uh, oh, because you did a nation so, tour. I remember, that, remember that too. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I did a camp tour and I would love to have done it every year because yeah. it was so much fun and a lot of love. But uh, any chance I get to try to come back to Toronto, uh, I do. I said if I was a citizen, I'd live there. If it had better weather in Toronto, I'd be home <laughs> for sure. I hear you. Um, just because the weather's a little tough. I'm, I'm California guy now. Yeah. Oh. I said Toronto is definitely my favorite city. We're never getting him back in the world. Yeah, he's gone. It's just like Kauai, you know. <laughs> Once he went to Cali, he's like, nah. <laughs> I mean, if they want me to play, I'm I'm available now. They bring me back tomorrow. I'll be there. Hey, buddy, we we can hey, use some, we can definitely use some threes, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey. Yeah. All right, Danny, we appreciate you so much, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate Thanks for the championship more than anything else, man. But Thank you. Appreciate you for your time. Man. Man. Anytime. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, Danny. Raptors champion Danny Green. Crazy. Dude, how does that feel to talk about an NBA champion? First of all, unreal. Yeah. Um, but also just to know, you know, in 2019, which was not that long ago, yeah. you know, it was only four or five years ago. And to... I don't know. It feels like a long time. It feels man. like a, a long time ago. The whole pandemic has taken place. It, it felt like, <laughs> you know, the the snap in Marvel, right? It uh, felt like yeah. we, got, we got life taken away from us type of thing. But in general, when you talk about Danny and his impact what he was doing, yeah. the podcast, the uniqueness of that at that moment, yeah. too. Dude, what he was doing on the court, he hit a game winner for us that year. Remember yeah. against Orlando on the baseline? Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. And and remember, he tried to drop his own play. That was another funny moment, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, but the, How many times gonna, the... am I going to shift Danny on the pod? <laughs> no, 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 these... He's like, oh, I'm so nice. I'm going to let these guys in Toronto, you know, <laughs> talk to me. And then we're like, here, how about that turnover? Either way. Feel terrible, man. Like, I'm sorry. One of the most important Raptors yeah. in terms of championship. You know, in yeah. general. So, there shout out go. to him, man. All right. We're getting stormed on the set, apparently, even though we're live. So, we're going to take our <laughs> last break. I've been your host, Willow. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network, brought to you by Campbell's new Chunky Spicy Soup. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Lou. Uh, S is still here, but that's not a big deal here because we got a comedian. You've seen him on Just for Laughs. You've seen yes, him on sir. the LOL Network, CTV Comedy. I mean, I'm reading that off of uh, Instagram mostly mm-hmm. because I know you as Talking Raptors co-host uh, at Comedy Records, Nick Reynoldson. What's going on, man? Oh, fellas, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm trying to sit up. Straight. I know. We, that looks we gigantic. Have a, we have a height to scrub. I don't know it's what's not, going on. I don't, yeah. I'm not that short. Just got to stop competing with each other, man. <laughs> you guys are all good. How are you doing, man? So I didn't realize this until um, I, like, actually looked specifically at the title. Because, you know, like, podcasts just come in your feed and they just play, right? Yeah. You guys are in season 11 of Talking Raptors? Wow. 11 years we've been doing this podcast. Yo, you guys are like, you guys are like a Ed Davis, like a long time <laughs> veteran at this point. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're not putting up big numbers, but we're there. Consistent, yeah. 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 Dude, what's it like being an 11-year vet, man? Like, I, honestly, like, what's... I can't you've believe you guys have done it for things. 11 years. We, we, ha- we started that when, like, the you guys remember, like, Tank for Wiggins? 
Right. This yes. is when we started the podcast. We're like, we need Holy. to vent into something. Wow, and right. so we started recording it. And uh, hey, man, we got that championship. And right. at the beginning of this season, I was like, we might be back to... We back Tank to Tank somebody. <laughs> this is too familiar, but... You know, dra- you know this draft sucks where there's not even like a like a hashtag, like a tank for Wiggins or anything like that. Yeah, like, there's not, no tank there, for nothing. Yeah. yeah. Be sorry for Sar. No, like, it's, not, it's not hitting. It doesn't work. It's not it hitting. Who is that? No offense no. to him. He might be the first pick. I'm like, all right, cool. But yeah, it's not hashtag. This is looking like an Anthony Bennett draft. So, yeah. yeah. Really? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Honestly, I'm, I don't know. Well, we just get Bronny and hold him for ransom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what do you think of that idea? The fact that... Uh, <laughs> I, I think it would be hilarious if we got him and then LeBron was like, I'm not coming to Canada anyways. <laughs> He's like, yo, take care of my yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, you guys, just keep him good. Keep him warm, okay? I'm not coming. I retire. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, How that would be you... an amazing LeBron pump fake if he just, like, oh, got someone to draft him just... and he's like, actually, I'm not coming, though. One more like... knife into our back. For right. LeBron toe for real. He's like, nah, I'm not coming. Keep him. How have you felt about, like, all the changes that have happened this season with the Raptors and everything? Like, what's the vibe like with, with where they're at right now versus where they were, like, I don't know, six months ago? I'm, I'm glad you asked. I'm a big vibes guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a big vibes guy. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think they're high. I think they're the good. Vibes, okay, I'm okay. happy. That's I'm, good. I'm happy That's with good. the changes. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, was, it was, we needed to do something. Pull that bandaid off. Yeah. Me and my co-host went to see Pascal on Valentine's Day. Just yeah. two single men crying. Yeah. Wearing his jersey just <laughs> depressed. And I'm like, okay, once, once these tears are out, yeah. let's look towards the future, baby. <laughs> yeah. That was the all-star break for you. It was like, you got to just like actually refocus mentally. Because yeah. I was listening to the last two episodes of Talking Raptors. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of depressing. It, the first one yeah. was after the Wemby game. And mm-hmm. that was the one you guys were talking about. Like, Great you know, way to promote it. Kind of depressing. No, no, no. Dude, the <laughs> well, podcast they have is... Been, they've been very depressing <laughs> this year. I'll, I'll be the first to dude, say. Talking Raptors depressed. is the funniest podcast out there, like Raptors-wise. Like, it's not... It's, you know, th- there's no other competition. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. be honest. We all try to do this. You guys are actual comedians. Um, but it's after... <laughs> The Spurs game. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right, Scotty. Like, you know, like, stopped coming back on transition a couple times. And he walked off early, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, also, Wemby just, like, made everyone look like a child in yeah, that game. like a toddler. And then I was like, okay, this, this is a one-off episode. Don't worry. The vibes are going to be fine. And then I looked at the last one. And it was after the Raptors got smacked by 40 against the Pelicans. Too. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you guys really know when to pick them. But, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that the vibes are good for you, though. Because I thought mentally you guys were going through it. Well, I mean, we we are, but I'm more positive. We're we're going through it, brother. It's been okay. a hard season to to talk about it, but I I like what we're seeing. Like I like this young core. I do think there's a bright future, and I'm, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I'm just talking myself into positivity, but I'm I'm staying positive. I think the future's bright. Self positive. I think we're good. Important. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. think that's important to All be right. positive, regardless of believing in the positivity. It's good. Yeah. I I feel like you you look like Wemby next to me right now. <laughs> that's how I feel. But Yo, that's it. I'm straight from me right now, man. This is the height. What's going on, man? We are the what? same height. We're not. Yeah. We I don't... The... Stand. Wait, stand real quick. Okay. All right. Stand. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah. You guys what? are like pretty much the same that's height, man. That's pretty crazy. Yo, that's wild. S, what's going on? What, what's going I, on? I, apparently, I have very short legs and a big upper body torso thing yeah. going on i don't know give me your give me your uh, give me your your measurements your your pant measurements like when you're shopping for pants it's I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna say what the waist size I'm, is I'm, but is it, is it more than 30 with the legs yes it length? is more than 30 it is more really? than 30 length is, is more than 30 yes length nah, is more than 30 that thing, man. no it's years old let me see your pants man you're you cuffing those Bro, I swear. No, a little stack I on swear. that i'm a 32 <laughs> length man no respect way. me wait i'm what? a 32 i'm a 30 30 are you a 30 30? Yeah. No. Damn. As how high are you wearing those pants, man? Damn. I got to reconsider my pants. <laughs> yes. 
Wait, what? Are, you're like 36? What? Like pant length? Length, yeah. Length? No, I'm like a 32, 33. Like, I don't really, really have long legs. No, I have a I long upper it. body as well. 36 length? How tall do you I'm, think Will is? Yeah. tall dude, man. Yeah, not 36 yeah. inch I, legs. No, man, I have 30. no real gauge for how... Uh, clearly, no. I have no real yeah. gauge for what the size of pants would be. Yeah. Well, you know... I wasn't expecting to roast us that much this time around. <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to, man. It's, I just, I, it's, I'm roasting myself. It's, I'm surprised by this. Yeah, I'm Hold trying to sit up so straight. You guys have I've, my core has never been this activated nice. in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I'm sweating. Right. What do we? So I asked you just come up with three hot takes. Yeah, yeah. Because I always because the thing is I, when I'm listening to Tiger Raptors, I'm like, these guys can say anything, mm -hmm. right? They will be like, you know, pick and roll defense wasn't good today, but. Mushrooms were good today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what's crazy about our podcast, it doesn't seem editing. We actually do edit it because what what could possibly get out into the world would be so insane. So we definitely edit it. We definitely, uh, uh, you know, we consume some things, some beverages sometimes and, and record. Yeah. We're loose, you know. Yeah. We're not talking stats. We're not talking analytics. We're talking vibes, baby. What is that sound wow. effect? Oh my god! You, you didn't hear it in the uh, headphones, but there's a there was a sound of I don't know what that sound was. Effect. I mean, I, you know you know what that I, sound was, I, and I know what that sound yeah, was. Yeah. It was a uh, was it the how Lil Wayne starts his mixtapes? Was it a, it was a the lighter? It was the a lighter bing flick? bong. It was a bing bong. Uh, <laughs> okay. And this one's no Knicks fan. Um, okay, yeah. give us your give us your hot takes. I, I want I want I want your three hot takes. Okay, I'll ease into it. Okay, it'll okay. get progressively better. Okay, okay so this here. is this is. For my age, this was hard to admit, but I do think we're retiring Vince's jersey next year. And okay. I think we are rebranding okay. to those that slam dunk jersey. Mm. With the Toronto, the purple, I think that's what we're doing. Okay, hold on. We have S here, who mm -hmm. writes at Forbes.com. Yes. And he might have been the one. I feel like no one gave you your credit on this, but you actually wrote good. that whole story about it. Give us the insight, man. Yeah, I would wager that you are probably correct yeah uh this on, is per sources yeah the, the one thing i heard was before the season that there was a sort of split between should we wait until kyle retires or should we just retire carter's jersey and then there was this yeah. dilemma now obviously timing is a big thing with it because mm -hmm. vince is going to be in the hall of fame this summer most right. likely and they're coming up on their 30th anniversary. Kyle seems like he's probably still going to play, most likely, right? Unless he, like, miraculously calls it quits this summer. It's probably going to be Vince. And then when it comes to the, the jersey and rebrand change, I think that's been in the works for some time. So it's purple. Purple coming back. I'd hope for that. I would, I I'm not okay. going to expect that because I don't know what the exact Got details you. are. But I would. I think you're in line when it comes to the rebrand stuff. That yeah. sounds pretty good. Okay, so emotionally for you. Are you okay with that? I so this is why it's a hot take. Yeah, um, my co-host will not like me. I know coming on air and talking about this. Really? Yeah, but I've I've forgiven okay. him. Barry's man. not here, man. Yeah, no, I know. he's listening though. He's out there. He's gonna crash his car right now, dude. I, I, uh, he's just driving circles right now. He's whipping donuts. <laughs> he's waiting for me outside. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've I've come to terms. With it. I mean, that was the like my first heartbreak of my mm -hmm. life was mm -hmm. Vince saying, "I'm done. I'm not dunking." I yeah. want to be here. I'm, leaving, I'm not right? dunking. It's so funny. Oh, dude, I'll never forget that. I'm not dunking anymore. Okay, man. <laughs> you remember the baby bibs? Yeah. The, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, we might not have a team in this city if it wasn't for that man. Yeah. yeah that's a little dramatic, don't you think? You don't think I don't so? know. It's a little dramatic. I mean, so? I wasn't there. Like, I mean, I was there, but like, I feel like enough people, it's a big city, man. No offense. It wasn't Vancouver. Let's be honest. That is, that is 
yeah. effect. Yeah. Career is yeah. a different case. Sorry, guys. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. All I, right. I like that. I, but- I, I guess, like, he's right. My question is, how did you get over that? But your co-host time. Time Dude, heals all, baby. It's like 20 years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people should get over I see it on social media. But like, I only got over this, like, two years ago. Okay. Like, it took oh, a long really? time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, guess yeah. the championship, everything, like, you know, like, we're I mean. okay. Like, mm-hmm. we've seen success. We're okay with ourselves now. Fair. So, my only other question with this is, we've had we've had other guys who are 15. Mm-hmm. You know, Amir Johnson wore 15. 100%. I love Amir Johnson. You can retire multiple jerseys. Jorge Garbajosa wore 15. I love Jorge Garbajosa. Anthony Bennett wore 15. <laughs> you know, it's like putting on the ring on after, like, other people have also, like, you know, participated in, yeah. in, in the whole situation. So is that is that a little awkward to retire to 15 after other guys have worn it already? No, I don't think it's awkward. Okay. All right, cool. I mean, he's I the nobody... most famous 15. Uh, we can re- remember when Amir Johnson shaved the Raptors logo into his head. Yes, I remember that. Put that in the Raptors. Just a picture yeah. of the haircut. Put that up there. Okay. I, I say put one of Masai's suits in the Raptors. Nice. Yo, a Blackberry. He's got to put the yeah. Blackberry oh, yeah. in the Raptors. Yeah. 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 Put the Blackberry. Put the Blackberry. Put the Blackberry. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what he used. I missed that phone. Honestly. That was a good phone. I like the physical keyboard. Yo, the Curve? Curve was crazy. The curve was crazy. My great curve was. <laughs> All right. Give me, give me hot take number two. I like the first one. This is okay. a good one. We'll get into this. I don't think, and I don't want problems with his father. What? Oh. Okay. Oh, Don I, don't, I don't want any problems. Oh, my God. Oh, this is. With his father. I don't want to get my butt kicked by a man in a, a fur coat. I don't want those problems. Okay. <laughs> but I don't think sucker. Gary Trent Jr. is part of the. This future going forward. Oh wow! I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm too attached to the situation. I know. <laughs> well, I, I, you you want hot takes, baby? You don't want to get your. Butt How hot is it in here now? Oh man! <laughs> I mean, ask what do you think, man? Oh my! <laughs> now just throwing it, deflecting, it deflecting. Ooh, that's a um, one-touch pass right there. Look, <laughs> uh, I think Gary's been better mm-hmm. this year. At, at oh, sorry, whoa, <laughs> that's crazy. That's wild. I didn't do that, man. I, uh, listen, I think Grady has been better. Sh- he's been improving as a yeah, shooter, yeah, yeah. making better decisions. For what it's worth, I probably agree with you, though, mm-hmm. just because of the money situation. Depends on how much it is. Yeah, you yeah. can't, like, uh, there's going to be the Scotty extension coming up, quickly extension, mm-hmm. you know, Leo Linick, mm-hmm. the money starts adding up, and so it becomes harder to justify re-signing Gary, especially when... Like, what else outside of the shooting really does he provide for this team? Fashion. And, like, <laughs> there is. Gary Trent Sr. appearances oh, on the Raptor show. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Also, Danielle Marshall stories. Dude, I don't want to be Danielle Marshall right now, he, man. He's going to be Danielle Marshall. Yeah, I, am, I am. To be clear, it was him. All right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah it, it was Nick. Nick it was Reynolds me, yes. Mr. Yes. Trent Sr. Yeah. It was me. I apologize. <laughs> it's just strictly basketball no offense. I'll miss your son's tunnel fits. Yeah. 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 But the fur coats are nice, man. Yeah, the fur coats are quite nice. No, I agree. You know? He has he's got names for them too. And they're not Does they're he? not all just called Gary. Okay. Yeah. Because he did name all four of his sons Gary. Yes, I saw that, which yeah. is incredible. It is. Uh, he justified it in a way that I'm like, I'm I'm you're not selling me, but I get where you're I buying. I understand where you're coming how did, from. How did he justify it? I actually don't even know. I am the man, and all my kids will <laughs> be reminded that I am the man. That is, that is, you know what? That is his general vibe. Yeah. I'm so scared when I talk about that man. Okay, you're. Th- <laughs> yeah, I apologize. I'm sorry. You wanted hot takes. That's the hottest one I got. Uh, all right, you got you got one more. Or no? I got one more. All right, give me the last one. I got one more, and this pains me a lot. 
Okay. But I don't think Darko makes the full season next year. Whoa. Oh, wow. wow. Next year. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wow. That's a spicy one. That's, 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 that's pretty spicy, spicy man. That's pretty yeah. spicy. All right. Give me, give me the case. Give me the case. Yeah. I, I, think, I think this core, I think this offseason is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. RJ is going to take him out to Carabana. They're going to party. They're going to. You want Darko at Carabana? I'm sorry. RJ is going to take the boys out. Oh, okay. That's different. I do want that's Darko different. at Carabana, dude. That'd be fun. I, I do want him, like. As a, as a sheer curiosity, I would also like to see. I think he yeah. would have no shoes on for some reason. <laughs> Like, he seems like he's, like, you know, mm. he's getting grounded. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Darko seems see like that kind of dude. His, his feet are touching the earth. Yeah, he wants his place. feet touching the earth. Good vibes. He's always staring into the sun. You know what I mean? Like Andrew Huberman, he gets his sun in his eyes. Yeah. I think, I, I think, yeah, so he's going to have a good time. But okay. I think this okay. core is, we're, we're further ahead than needing pizza parties and, and these encouragements. I think oh, we're further okay. ahead than, okay. than what Darko's going to give us next year. So the team's going to get too good too fast for a developmental coach, essentially. Mm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Man. Next year is tough. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a I, lot. If you were to tell me, like, you know, in a couple of years, they've sort of outgrown them, I could see it. I could see where you're coming from. But next year, man. I mean, it's a cutthroat business, but yeah, I, it's, it's a little tough. He would have to do something. Like, he would have, there would have to be, like, a, a string of errors or something, you know, like, Missteps. I know you love Darko. You just told me before doing the show that Darko gave you a hug at the tunnel, man. Listen, no, he just he was like, "Hey, how you doing? Hope you have a good night." And I'm like, "Yo, Luca." No, you told me he came up to you and gave you a hug. Not a hug. He he (laughs) a little wrap around the shoulder. You know, that's all right. It's different than a hug. A hug would be a nice embrace. That's that's a little crazy. You know, he he just did a nice hand on the shoulder. Yeah, on the chunky soup. He he seems like a very nice man. That's why this is such a. a, That's that's why this take is burning my my mouth. It's easy. It's easier for me. I'm further away from the team than you are. Like you're uh, right. Darko's never put his hands on me. (laughs) Right, so it's easy for me to talk well, about. After this, he will. Gary Trent Senior. Yeah, I got, I got two men coming after me, man. <laughs> we just, made, we just made a lot of enemies for you, man. That's... Nah, Darko's a nice guy, though. Darko's a nice guy. Well, I don't you know, say I... that because he hugs you, man. Yeah, <laughs> but I think he's a nice guy too. But we're talking about a, a coaching. Yeah. yeah, right. Does your coach have to be a nice guy? I don't think Nick Nurse was that nice of a guy. No, I mean honestly, not really. But uh, we have about a minute left here. Now I'm never getting another hug. This is crazy. Well, you're not going to hug for me either because we actually have a surprise for you. We have a clip of S playing hoops. So oh, we could quickly run that, please, upstairs. What? You're doing this in a minute? <laughs> so we got to narrate this. So S is uh, in a Sun Life commercial. He is getting blocked. That guy was on He's a shooting. Stool. He missed the free throw by about 25 feet, <laughs> and he had some water. Um, Nick, I'm, I surprised both of you with this, really. But Thank you. Thank you. Your reaction when you first saw this commercial, because it plays all the time during the broadcast. Oh, I've, I've, I've seen the commercial before. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are those look like they're 30-inch uh, seam shorts, actually. Those are, <laughs> those are some big shorts, man. I, I brought Ooh, shorts, look and at they the calves gave me those on the kid, shorts. man. You're right. Oh, I do have man. big calves. Big calves. He's stepping on a stool. That's one thing I want to say. He does not. What? He was not that big. <laughs> He's he was on a stool as he blocked me. Like you're on a stool right now. Yes, <laughs> that's that's how you're making yeah, Nick yeah, look yeah. tiny. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but shout yeah. out Sun Life, man. Appreciate. We, we had to play the commercial. Of course. Here, you know? Yeah, yeah. But did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was fun it? to do. It was a lot of fun to do. It was you know you get to shoot hoops. The the thing that was exhausting is that like that's twelve hours of me doing takes. That's like that. twelve hours for Tw- fifteen seconds. I yeah. know. That's the uh, last commercials work. Yeah. Wow. Do you have the craft table, though? You took advantage of the craft yes, table? absolutely. Yeah, that's the best. You steal yeah. snacks for later? Yeah, oh, yeah, cookies. That's the move. Best oh. cookies. That's the move. Great. Anytime you're on set, steal stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to steal something from here. <laughs> uh, you know what? I look Watch forward him. to it. There's a lot of things around here. But, Nick, I appreciate you so much, man.
Thank you, you guys for having me. Thank, Thank you for so much fun. And guys. now I have to reevaluate my pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, body dysmorphia aside, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to end it here today. But I've been your host, Willow. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network, brought to you by Campbell's new Chunky Spicy Soup. It's time to get fired up. Make sure you find The Raptor Show where we listen to podcasts. Subscribe and please rate and review the program. Big thanks to our producers. I'm a man. Our board producer, Dare Bendale. Jennifer Rowland. David says, Jeremiah, it's a healthy behind the scenes. Thanks to our guests today, Tass Mellis, Danny Green, Nick Reynoldson. Go listen to Talking Raptors and all of his specials. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back to talk more Raptors tomorrow.